I'd like to do today is get your version of what happened. Oh, you mean the truth? Of course. First, uh, just state your name and your occupation for the record. Oh, H. Chen, bus driver. Bus driver, uh, what kind of bus and where, please? Oh, tour bus. Bus for tourists. San Francisco, Chinatown. Thank you. Now, oh, before we get to the meat of this thing, uh, do you at the present time have any knowledge of the whereabouts of a Mr. Jack Burton or his truck? Oh, God, will you leave him alone? Mr. Shen, please. You could be in a great deal of trouble. Half a city block explodes in a ball of green flame. Green flame! I mean, so all the hell is breaking loose here. And there are people who say you're involved, that you might be responsible, that you're a very dangerous man. Now, if you're protecting Jack you Burton... You leave Jack Burton alone. And we are in his debt. He showed great courage. Okay. Okay. But if I'm going to be your attorney, there are a few things that I have to know that uh, still doesn't make any sense to me. Like, um, you really believe in magic? You mean Chinese black magic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you still serious about this? And uh, monsters and ghosts as well, I suppose. Oh, sure. And sorcery. And I suppose that uh, you expect me to believe in sorcery as well. Of course. Why? Because it's real. How can I know that, Mr. Shen? How? Yes, how? Uh, help me out here. Please. How? See? That was nothing. But that's how it always begins. Very small. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Clinic Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sherry, and this is my husband, David. On this episode, we'll be covering Big Trouble in Little China from 1986. Yeah. And before we start this episode, Sherry and I are recovering from COVID right now. Mm -hmm. So you might hear uh, crackling in our voices here and there. Like, you know, we got throat lozenges going and tea <laughs> and everything. So we're trying to get our voices to, you know, maximum level you know uh, for this and 
Hopefully it won't sound too bad, but yeah. we're going to just push through as best as we can. And we got a whiny cat in the floor too. So you might hear her chime in from time to time, but we're going to, we're going to push through as best as we can here because we got a lot of obstacles ahead of us on this one. But with all that out of the way, I guess uh, what we'll do is we will go into our uh, histories with the mm-hmm. film. I mean, since this is your film that you picked, do you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah, this is a favorite from my childhood. Watched it a lot. I, can't, I I know I didn't see it in the theater the first time I saw it. Probably saw it on DVD. Mm. Pretty big fan of Kurt Russell, so. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I like just about all his movies. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. He's good in every movie he's mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And he's, he's really funny in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the unlikely hero. <laughs> so you said you've seen this on DVD when it Probably. first came out. So yeah. this was, when did this come out on DVD? Or it had to have been video, right? I'm at video. Yeah, video. I'm yeah, at video. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking this didn't come on DVD. I'm at video. The, uh, early I totally forget that error. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do at times. I understand that. So you probably just watched this on videotape. Yeah, we out. watched it a lot. Mm. Oh, well, I can't blame you there. I know I did as well. <laughs> but um, What was your history? Well, mine is, I remember specifically going to the theater to see this. Mm. And I remember going the Friday that it opened and the Sunday afterwards. I went and seen this twice in the same weekend. Oh, wow. There was two things that jumped out at me about the movie at the time. I mean, it was just like how different it was from other John Carpenter movies I'd seen. Mm-hmm. And two, how empty the theater was both times I went to see it. Wow. Because, needless to say, this movie did not do well in the theater when it came out. And I'll get into that probably in our uh, background and trivia on this movie. But I just remember, you know, for me to like a movie, to go see it twice in the same weekend, that tells you, that's going to kind of tell you what my review of this movie is going to be when it's uh, said and done. But like I said, I love this movie. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. I mean, I really can't tell you. Because between, like you said, videotape, watching it on cable, mm-hmm. DVD, Blu-ray, I, I've lost count. So, like I said, this is this is just top shelf. Uh, you're not going to hear me uh, give this one any kind of snarky bad reviews here, just to uh, warn you beforehand. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much my history with this one. And I guess what now, we're going to jump into, drop the trailer here, and then we'll come back with the cast and crew. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. We make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have a 
have no idea. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <coughs> My destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Oh, God, is this really happening? This is gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wayne. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Oh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Tell you what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. Okay, uh, Big Trouble in Little China from 1986. And of course, uh, this is a returning uh, John Carpenter as director of this film. And I think we already did The Thing. This is, I think, I guess, uh, unless I'm missing one, this is our second John Carpenter movie. And, of course, he's known for such films as Assault on Precinct 13, The Fog, Prince of Darkness, and, and of course, uh, Halloween. And um, he's pretty much, I think, retired from film directing now. He just mostly does film scores and stuff like that now. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, I can't really blame him. He ain't got nothing more to prove now. And then uh, we jump into our uh, main lead here, Kurt Russell as Jack Burton. And he's been in such films as uh, Soldier, Tango and Cash, Escape from New York, and Death Proof. And he's still working pretty steady today. Um, I think he was in a Santa Claus movie. With recently, Goldie Hawn. With Goldie Hawn. So he's definitely, you know, he's still, he's still going and he's still active. Next we have Dennis Dunn as uh, Wang Chi. And he's been in such films as um, Year of the Dragon, Prince of Darkness, The Last Emperor. But one thing I remember the most from him is he was on this TV show I used to watch called Midnight Caller that was on in, I think, the late 80s. It was him and the uh, actor Gary Cole. And I remember that show was on for like three seasons, and I remember he was on that show. And I think he's still working fairly steady now as well but i mean he's not in any big high profile things in the last 2018 yeah yeah horrible yeah and next we go to uh, kim cattrall as uh, gracie law and she's been in such films as uh, star trek 6 mannequin but not mannequin 2 on the move um Which is an oversight on her part. Why she didn't do Mannequin 2, I don't know. Uh, Police Academy and Bonfire to Vandies, which I do not remember her in that movie at all. But, of course, I haven't watched it in years. The movie's kind of horrible. She's more of a stage actress than I think a film actress. She's on two shows right now, Queer as Folk and How I Met Your Father. Oh. 2022. Okay. And Self Center, she did a podcast series. Podcast series. Podcast series. Of Enid Hargrove. Huh. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I knew she was still working. I just didn't know. I, I knew she did a lot of stage work. I do know that. And then next we come to uh, James Hong as uh, David Lopan. And he's been in films like The Shadow, The Two Jakes, Black Widow, Golden Child, and Blade Runner. And that's just scratching the surface of what he's been in. I looked 451 credits. Yeah, we mentioned that in The Thing when we did his... Because remember he was in The Thing? He was in Blade Runner. I meant Blade Runner. That's what I meant. Yeah, he was in Blade Runner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because... This was another case. I was just scrolling through some of his credits. And I was like, wow, voice work, everything. I mean, he's just, mm-hmm. and he's in his 90s still going. Yeah, he's doing the Gremlin's Secret of the Magua. He's the grandpa in it. Ten oh, episodes for this, this yeah, year, that's last right. year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember hearing that he was in that too. But then next we go to Victor Wong as Egg Shen. And he was in Year of the Dragon, Golden Child, Prince of Darkness, and Joy Luck Club. And he passed away in 2001 at the age of 74, mm. which I still remember hearing about that on the news. I was very sad to hear that when. Uh, Didn't you say he died the day after 9-11? If my memory's correct, I think so. I thought I remembered you saying that. Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah, that was the case. And uh, next we have uh, Donald Lee as Eddie. And he's been in such films as One Crazy Summer. Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Rapid Fire, and U.S. Marshals. And he's kind of one of these actors I've seen as kind of just those little small parts in films here and there, maybe little small roles on TV. Mm-hmm. I think it just seems like he just kind of works in little steady things, but not anything really major. And uh, last I have Kate Vernon as Margot. And she is mostly like a TV actor. She's been in things such as The Practice, uh, Judging Amy, Rescue Me, and Medium. I mean, I was kind of looking to see if she'd done any films, but there was really nothing, you know, maybe little tiny little roles and things. But mainly it seems like her work is for TV. Uh, Did you have anybody you wanted to mention Mm, in particular? No. Okay. Well, I guess if anything, um, this was a very complicated movie to do notes on. Oh, yes. So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to push through this one as best as we can on here. So. I think between Sherry and I, between our notes, we should be able to cover this one pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. That's for sure. We'll start out here with an opening. of, uh, And we see Egg Shin, our character, sitting in an office. Uh, I think this is his attorney's office. And the funny thing about this scene is this scene wasn't in the original movie. This was a reshoot. Because the studio didn't feel Jack Burton was heroic enough. (laughs) So they had to make this scene of like making out Jack Burton was this grand hero in this scene <laughs> and kind of try to, I guess, explain the plot of what we're about to see at the same time. Which, when you look at this scene and then you watch the rest of the movie, you just realize how goofy this is, you know, because it's just like, well, wait a minute, you know, because he didn't hardly do anything. But we'll get to that as we go. He's being questioned here basically by his attorney and... You know, he tells his name. He says he's from San Francisco, Chinatown. And he's a tour bus driver yeah, in a, San Francisco, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. The man asked if he knows the whereabouts of a man named Jack Burton. Yeah. And Egg tells him to leave Jack alone. Yeah. We are in his debt. Well, he didn't say that right here. Oh, okay. The other man kind of tells Egg that he needs to 
talk about everything because he could be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he mentions half of a block was destroyed by a green ball of flames. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> the man asks Eggs if he's protecting Jack Burton, and Egg tells the man that to leave Jack alone again and that they're in his debt. Mm-hmm. That he was very courageous. I find that funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you watch the movie. Yeah, when you watch the movie later on. Yeah, exactly. And then the attorney just kind of goes into it about, you know, stuff about black magic and sorcery. Yeah, he asked Egg, do you believe in magic? And Egg says, yes. Of course, yeah. And he says, does he really believe in magic? And Egg says, do you mean Chinese black magic? Yes. Um, Egg says he does believe. That he believes in monsters and ghosts, too. So, like, this whole scene, Egg has, like, a smirk on his face. Like, so you don't really know if he believes in anything he's saying. Yeah. or the look on his face. It's either that or he's messing around with this guy. Yeah. And I think this when the uh, lawyer basically asked him, he says... You do believe in it? He said, yeah, because it's real. And I think the lawyer then says, well, can you show me? Yeah, so Egg holds his hands up and he does like lightning between uh, his hands. Yeah, between his hands. And the lawyer just kind of flinches like, oh. And And Egg mentions that what he just did was hardly nothing. But that's always the way it begins. Yeah, very small. So he's kind of setting up like that supernatural kind of stuff in this movie already. Well, that's I think that's partially what this scene, like I said, it was. It was to kind of set up what the story was mm-hmm. and for some reason try to make Jack Burton out as a, the big hero, which, you know, <laughs> I mean, he does make one one solid thing at the end of it as far as, you know, uh, a, a, a big kill. But outside of that, you know, he's pretty, uh, yeah, worthless. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get into that as we go. But then, uh, of course, we open to um, a uh, truck, 18-wheeler. Yeah, it's this truck going up a long road. It's raining. Yeah. It's at night. And this is uh, the Pork Chop Express. You hear a man's voice. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express. Yep. I guess that's the name of his truck. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That made me think um, back to when I worked with commercial insurance Mm -hmm. that a lot of truckers had a name for their truck. And there was a place in when we would do their insurance policy, we would put that name. And that that helped me many times to catch these truckers that were lying so oh. that they didn't, weren't part of an accident. Yeah. Because they got snapped a picture of that name on their truck. Oh, well, yeah. And then, like, I loved, I loved like, going after that kind of stuff. Oh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> it I was guess fun. I, I guess that this is Burton's, though, the Pork Chop Express. Express. And he is being very... I guess what you say, kind of braggadocious over this. He's very full of himself, you can tell. Well, he talks about himself in the third person. It's always Jack Burton always <laughs> says, and Jack Burton this, and Jack Burton that. So, yeah, he talks about himself in the third person. So Like he's, he's bragging about some other person. Yes, yeah. yeah. But it's him. Yeah, exactly. So he's talking on his CBD radio, and he's, he says he's talking to anybody who's listening. Mm-hmm. He says he used to tell his ex-wife that he never drives faster than he can see. Yeah. Because it's all in the reflexes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this is a little hint into what's going to be like, you know, what you're going to be dealing with with him. Yeah. Yeah. You're already getting a little taste of him. Yeah. Right and here. that's a little, I think, uh, a certain little quote that's repeated several times in this movie. It's yeah. all in the reflexes. All in the reflexes. Then we see him like, you know, I guess he's going into San Francisco. 
because we see him going over the bridge and Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and um, then of course you know he's moving along, and then he's like going into Chinatown. And you noticed that Egg mentioned earlier that he tours San Francisco. Yeah, he's a tour bus Chinatown. driver. Chinatown. Yeah, tour bus so, driver. Yeah, so their their worlds are about to collide here. Yeah. Really soon. And, and Jack continues to kind of brag about how much he knows and how many places he's been. And he seems to be pulling into, like, Chinatown to yes, do a drop-off. Yes, off. a Chinatown. He's, I guess he's a livestock carrier. That's what I'm assuming. You know, he's dropping off, you know, Yeah, livestock. he's he's a livestock, but his trailer doesn't fit livestock. No, no. I you would not I'm... put pigs in the trailer he had. But no, 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 no. Maybe if they were already dead and... Yeah. reefer <laughs> yeah 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 maybe uh, but yeah and he's uh just dropping off whatever he's dropping off watch i assumed it was livestock but i'm not really yeah sure. because when he's over there talking to that woman getting coffee they're scooping pigs out of his truck yeah yeah well that's true and yeah. i didn't catch that at first yeah that that's why his truck's named pork chop express because he's taking pigs to yeah. slaughter yep there you go but, um, and as I guess as they're unloading a the truck, he's walking around, you know, mingling around, getting, maybe getting some food and stuff like that, you know. And after the credits are rolling here, uh, next thing we see is Jack is at like a table and they're like gambling. I wanted to mention that there's several times it shows the front of his truck and I was wondering what was on the front of his truck. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that popular mud flap, sexy girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it also says hauling ass. On the front of his truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. I looked that up because I, I, I could see the girl, but I couldn't see what the words were. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that on there as well. Yeah, they're at the table gambling, and then there's uh, one Asian guy sitting across from him, and this is a uh, Wang. And but I thought they were playing cards at first, but they're not. They're playing, a, and I looked this up. Oh. I says, I thought they were playing cards, but if you look, they keep lifting plates off of something. And this is a famous chinese bean counting game Hmm. so they guess how many beans is under the plate and then you win if you're close or whatever okay yeah i mean i never did know what that game was i've never seen i'm not good with those kinds of things yeah i don't know how many times i've watched this and i thought they were playing cards yeah i mean well to tell you the truth i could understand where you weren't yeah i could understand where you would and um it looks like jack is making a killing because by the time things start to hit toward morning Mm-hmm. and everybody seems to be wrapping it up and they're broke yeah jack's winning yeah jack's got a nice little pile of money because right he's he's gloating and uh wang is sitting over there across the table looking a little put off by this needless mm, to say yeah and jack is just all just giddy because of how much money he's won and everything and you know he's saying you know basically telling wang well you know oh well better luck next time and all this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff you know and wang just seems like he's he's like slams a bottle down on the table he's just really upset mm-hmm. and jack's like all right you know i thought we were friends and all this and he yep. says wang's basically like i can't afford to lose this money and he says how about double or nothing or double or triple or whatever something like that if he takes this big knife and he he says he'll cut a bottle in two without busting it. Yeah, it's like a meat cleaver that he has or something like it. Like a big knife yeah. or a big meat cleaver. Yeah. I couldn't tell what it was. It was one to two. Yeah, he said that he'll take Jack's $1,000 if he wins, if he doesn't bust that bottle. 
Jack agrees, but he says, but we're going to change the bottle. Yeah. Because I think he was thinking he's got that rigged bottle yeah, or something. Yeah, rigged bottle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is a smart move. Which yep. is, that, that's a, Now, that's a smart move on Jack's part. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wang acts like he's going to take his bottle and basically slice it in half. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess without busting it, just slice it right down the middle. And he lays the bottle down flat. He takes the knife up and he slams it down. And the bottle just flies right across the room. And Jack just catches it right in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like very close to his face, too. Yeah, and he says it's all in the reflex. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and Wang's just sitting there looking like, oh, I can't believe it. It should have worked. I don't know. Why always happened. works at home. Yeah, it always works at home. You think that bottle was rigged? I could be. I think so. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Jack says, well, that's tough. He says, now you owe me uh, well, $1,000 you know, $1, times two, I guess, or something like that. And Wang says he doesn't have that kind of money. And yeah. Jack says, you own a restaurant. That's more than I have. Yeah, exactly. That's more than I even could consider on it. And Wang says he doesn't, what he means is he doesn't have it on him. Yeah. And Jack asked, asked him where his truck is and he'll follow him to his restaurant to get the money. And as they're going to to the vehicles, um, Wang says he's got to go to the airport first. And mm-hmm. Jack says, no, 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 we ain't doing that. <laughs> he says, no, I got to go pick up, uh, I think he was like pick up his fiance or something. He like didn't that. say it right then. Oh, he didn't say it right he there? He just said, I have to go pick somebody up. And he was like, oh. no, we're not doing that. Jack's like, why don't I just take you? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was and, it. And Wang says, okay. So he ends up driving him. And while they're in the truck, he talks about mm-hmm. he's going to pick up a girl at the airport that's coming from China. Yes. And he says he's going to marry this girl. Yeah. Um, he says he hasn't seen her for five years since he came to America alone and worked hard to start his restaurant. Um, he says he saved every penny he could just to bring her to America. Yeah. I mean, he says he like slept on the floor and just, mm-hmm. you know, basically he's went through a lot to get a, enough money to bring her. Very here. smitten with her. Yes. He says he can't eat, sleep or think without her. Oh, yeah. Wang is sweet. Yep. Yep. He's got a lot more heart than Jack does. Um, I can't remember if this... No, he doesn't mention it right here. He mentions that later. But does he... I think he mentions her name, Mao Yin. Later. Yeah, later. Yeah, he doesn't say her name. Okay. And then a uh, next thing, they're at the airport. Waiting in... uh, I guess they're waiting for... For her plane to come in. And it shows her... He actually showed Jack a picture of her in the the truck. Yes. He said, because I think Jack was like, is she pretty? And he shows her a picture of her. So mm-hmm. when this person looks out the airport window, or, yeah, the airport you window. see that that's her. Yes, yes. So she has arrived. She's really pretty. Yes. She's got green eyes, which is unique for an Asian I think person. that's what they say. I'm not sure if that's actually accurate or not. I don't think you see many Asians with green well, eyes. As Jack and Wang are standing there in line waiting, Jack spots uh, our character Gracie Law standing Gracie Law. There. He is just like, okay, I guess he's going to go over and put some moves on her. But I think right before he goes over, this is where Wang mentions that Mao Yin has green eyes. Jack asks Wang who Gracie is. Yes, yes. And Wang says, forget her. She's nothing but trouble. Yeah, she's nothing but trouble. And did he know, I mean, that maybe did he know Gracie? I mean, he acted like he did. But I'm it, thinking she's like um, what you call kind of a troublemaker yeah. around around town, you know, uh, stirring up shit. That's that's what I kind of gathered about her. And that's when Wang starts talking about Lynn, Mao Yin, has green eyes, which is very rare. Jack is kind of still gawking at Gracie. Yes. And the team, he seems to take it as a challenge that she might be trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
he seems to be like, yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'll see about that myself, basically. And, and it shows Meow Yin. I, I can't say her name. Meow Yin. Meow Yin. Picking up her luggage, which was in a box. Did you notice that? I was like, what kind of luggage is that? Well, maybe she didn't have enough money for an actual maybe handbag. Maybe so. Yeah. Jack, Jack walks up to Gracie and asked her, can he ask her something? Ask her something personal or something. Yeah, she says, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he asked her, would she just consider jumping right into something? And she cuts him off by saying, yes, but not with someone of his condition. Yeah. And he asked her, what is his condition? And she says, he should try standing downwind of himself and that it's Miller time. Yeah. He must smell like beer. He must smell like beer and probably road <laughs> funk. Well, he's know? been drinking all night with the, yeah. the guys. Well, that's true too. Yeah. And that's about the time these, guess what you call them, kind of gang members yeah. muscle through. They just bust by Jack and hit his shoulder and everything. Yeah. They knock her sideways. Yeah. I know Jack gets a little put off by that, and Gracie's like, oh, this isn't good. Because yeah, she's that, like, they're gang members of the Lords of Death. Yeah, because she, she knows exactly who they are. Yeah, she's, she's kind like, of very what are they doing yeah, at the airport? Yeah, she's very concerned about this. Then we come to find out, you know, no, we don't find this out right yet, but then Jack is still standing there, looks over at Gracie. Then he looks over at Wayne. Like, I'm about to bag Gracie. Yeah, and then he turns, and Gracie walks off. He yeah. turns back around, you know, and then she's gone. And he's stuck looking at this old Chinese woman smiling at him, and yeah. then Wayne's just laughing yeah, at him. Yeah, like, this is probably atypical of how he is whenever he comes around. <laughs> Jack, he looks around, he finds her standing nearby, at a, and he's looking at a Polaroid picture of a Chinese girl. Yeah, and this is a girl that she, as we assume, is there to pick up. This girl's name is Tara. Tara is coming through the gate, I guess, you know, uh, and Gracie calls out to her. And Tara's like, yeah. And then that's about the time Wang sees Mao Yin coming through. You also, before that, you see that those gang members immediately start walking well, towards that, Tara. That's what I was going to get at right now. Yeah, exactly. Because the, as, as they come out, both of them come out, the gang members start walking toward. And so it's like they're well. looking for a certain person. Yes, exactly. About that time... Miao Yin comes out. Yes. And Wayne calls out to her. Yes. And it, it shows that the gang's still kind of headed towards that Tara girl. And she, one of them grabs her. And Jack kind of intervenes real quick because he's standing real near there. And the gang member pulls a knife out on Jack. Yeah, and he seems just kind of put off by that. I guess he's never seen a butterfly knife like that before. And the guy pulls out like a metal stick, too. Yeah, and he starts uh, kind of flipping it around over on, with Jack. And then one of the other gang members trips Jack up. Mao Yin is grabbed. They put a gun to her and they're moving her out of the airport. Yeah, that guy's like, just grab her. Yeah. So, I don't know. They were just looking for a woman, I Yeah, guess. well, you come to find out later. Yeah. Know, that's what they were doing. Yeah. They were just looking for somebody to grab. And Mao Yin just happened to be wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, so they kind of drag her out, and Wang runs after them, and he tells Jack to, come on. Yeah. And it shows Gracie and Tor- Tor- Tara yes. running in the airport car garage. Mm-hmm. And they hi- hide behind... Gracie's like, vehicle. Yeah, it's like a van. It's like an orange van. Mm-hmm. And see the and they see that gang dragon meow in with them. And Wang and Jack come running through the garage after her. And Jack asks Gracie where they went. And he she points in the direction that she saw them go. And and then he when he as they're running away, he says, Call the cops. And then about that time a car comes speeding out with these uh, Lords of Death. 
This car comes toward Jack and Wang and damn near hits them. Yeah, they have to jump out of the way. And of course, we see Mao Yin is inside in the back. And then uh, Jack and Wayne go after them. Yeah. Know, they're in pursuit. They're on the highway in his Jack's truck. And Jack asks Wayne, why would these women steal his girl? And Wayne says he doesn't know. Um, but he, Jack mentions that Gracie seemed to know something was up. And Wayne tells Jack again to stay away from Gracie, that she's nothing but trouble and she's a lawyer. So um, I guess automatically that makes her trouble because she's a lawyer. I, I don't know how he knew that. Is she like on a TV or something where... I always you know kind of assumed her? that she's probably in in Chinatown doing all this kind of stuff, you know, stirring stuff up. So probably everybody around there knows who she is. I'm assuming it's something like that. And it, I always kind of thought, like, when she said her name, she was always like, I'm Gracie Law. Yeah. You know? It, or like, Just like I'm, I'm Jack Burton. Yeah, like, I'm Gracie Law, but she's a lawyer. Yeah. So it made me think, was that the name of her practice, Gracie uh, Law? It could be. could be. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think about that, but yeah, it could be. Wang is just like, you know, he knows where these uh, gangs hang out in Chinatown. And he's like, well, Jack, I couldn't ask you to. And then Jack's like, no, where, where are we going? And, you know, you can kind of tell that they got a friendship right there because Jack didn't even ask questions. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going with you on this. We're going to, we'll, we'll figure this out together. He likes to always run his mouth, but he ends up always helping. Well, there you go. I mean, and that's the thing about it. I mean, Jack's a braggadocious kind of a loud mouth, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he's, he's a good guy there in a sense. I think his heart's in the right place. Yeah, yeah. He's just arrogant. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. But, but yeah, he, he's a good guy at heart. And cause he asks no questions, Mm-mm. you know, about that. He says, no, well, I'm going to go help you. And it shows Egg, uh, he's giving a tour in his bus. Yeah, because we're in Chinatown, and yeah, Egg's on his tour bus and giving a tour to some, uh, I guess, some rubes that are in town there. <laughs> yeah. That's about the time they're going down through there, and Jack's truck starts coming up the wrong way. Yeah, they're like playing chicken. Yeah, and uh, Egg Shin just starts to get a little freaked out and knocks their tour bus off on the side of the road and everybody's just like you know it basically rattles their cage pretty well and egg shin's like oh god what's going on here and uh we'll see egg a little bit more here in a little while but that's a you know that's his first appearance in the film proper outside of the uh tacked on beginning this is before that yes yes well as i said this whole movie's a flashback yeah according to that they kind of um they're driving past you know where he ran egg's bus off the thing and then Wayne's like, go up this alleyway yeah, real turn quick. Right, and it's, turn right. Yeah, they go up in this alley with this tiny little alleyway that his truck almost doesn't fit in. He's actually hitting signs coming out of windows. Barely and fits through there. He's not looking around. He asks some woman up on a, a balcony. I guess she's up there chopping some duck or something up. You know, about, you know, ask her where, you know, this place is and everything. This woman just walks off and he's yeah. like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And um, about that time, we see a bunch of men in white coming up the alley. Jack's like, what is this, a parade? And, and Wayne's like, this is a funeral. But before this, we see as they're driving down the alley a little bit more, there's a mysterious man. Just standing there. Standing there looking around. We haven't really seen this man before. No, so but we know who he he's, is. He's going to be very important. Yes. But then that's when we see the funeral procession. Yeah, and he calls them the fighting Tongs? Yeah, they're Chang Sings. Tongs, okay. Chang Sings. He, basically, Wang says these are good guys. So, you know, of course, that kind of puts Jack in on the knees. You know, they're just having, there's just like a funeral procession. Then about that time, 
Jack just looks in his rearview mirror and starts to see some people in black. Yes. Coming up behind his truck. And they're carrying most of them meat cleavers. Yeah, and like swords and things, various things like that. Yeah, and Jack's asked Wayne, he's like, these, do, uh, do these people have enemies? And he said, oh yeah, these are the Wing Kongs. Yeah, uh, they're Wing Kongs, he says, and Jack says, and they wear red turbans. Yeah, and he said, they're basically monsters and yeah. they're really dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah because uh because when wang sees him he's like holy shit this isn't good yeah the wing kong stand there in front of the chang sings who are having their funeral procession and then all of a sudden the uh, uh wing kong just start pulling out guns and firing mm-hmm. at them and just starts mowing these guys down but you notice the one guy he takes his guns out and he he shoots it in the air and then he puts it back in his belt. Yes. And then he does his, his hands like the old Wild West. Yeah. And I, I remembered you saying that this movie was supposed to originally be a Western. Yeah. I does. wonder if that was kind of a shout out to that. It could be. I mean, that could be. Because there are several parts in these fighting scenes where it looks like a Western. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, could be. They do have like machine guns and stuff, but some of them are like one guy shooting with two pistols. Yes. Yeah. Like a I mean, Western. Yeah. I mean, that's very probable. I mean, that's very probable. I wouldn't rule that out. But after the firefight part is over, it's like you said, they put the guns away. Then all of a sudden, these uh, different sides, they come out with fighting staffs and yeah. swords and things like that. And Jack and Wang are just sitting in there in the cab of this truck looking around like, okay, what is about to happen here? And Jack's holding his knife. And I'm like, you, before they started bringing the sticks out, like you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, basically. I think Wang tells him that they're having a Chinese standoff. Yeah, stand still. Yeah, a standoff doesn't last very long because they charge at each other and and fight again. And we have like a big fight. This is where all kind of the martial arts starts. It's like a big Bruce Lee fight. Yeah, I mean, it's really well-choreographed fight scenes. I, I bet mean, it was interesting to film. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the, the 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 martial arts stuff in this is very well done for mm-hmm. uh, an American film like this. I mean, it's very well done. And as these people are fighting, I mean, like I said, it's a big throwdown. You can't really see who's winning and who's losing. It looks like everybody's getting a good good beat down on some of their people. Suddenly, like the fighting tongs start making this finger symbol to each other. Yeah, so I guess it's like a, I'm not really sure what that means, but it's like a... I, I don't know if that was a... Well, I think didn't um, Wang and, and Jack did that in the last scene. Yeah, I believe so. I can't, is that... It's not goodbye or... No, no. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I mean, it just seemed like it was a symbol that yeah. they did. Maybe it's a symbol of like we're winning yeah, or... yeah or something like that you know I, I don't really know myself but about the time this fight is really going on all of a sudden a big puff of smoke yeah like, like an explosion happens yeah and then this man just flips right through this smoke and he's dressed almost like in more ancient kind of clothes yeah but he's got like a weaved basket on his head yeah like a hat that's a yeah. weave uh, thing and he starting to move around this guy is like what they call the three storms he's thunder yeah you have the three storms and the two other ones are about to appear you'll have the other one who just drops down is i think it's um rain rain first one that appeared was thunder yeah um rain just kind of drops out of the sky 
And then there's lightning. Yeah, and then lightning appears. And they just stand there in a row. And the gangs just look at them, and then they start shooting at them. And, doesn't and it doesn't do anything at all. And Jack and Wang are just like in the cab. They're just looking like, okay, what is this? And about the time these three storms pull knives out, and they take the knives, lift them up, they flip through the air, and then they throw the knives into three of these people. Then they start pulling out their own weapons like they're about to go whip some ass in, in this. And Jack looks over at Wang, and Wang is just like, go, get out just of here. Go. Yeah, yeah, we got to get out of this. And then Jack just honks his horn and just starts barreling through. And the storms just kind of move out of the way. One of them flies right up through the air, flips over Jack's truck. Then about that time, Jack notices a man standing there, and a, an Asian man in a ceremonial kind of robe. looking. Yeah, he's just like, standing in front of the truck, like yeah. do, doing his fingers, like come towards yeah, me. Yeah, come on. And then Jack hits him head on. Jack is like freaked out. Like, oh, God, you know, I just hit somebody. And Wang's yeah. like, was that Lopan? Yeah, like, was that Lopan? And Jack was like, who? Who? What? Uh, what? <laughs> and then he steps out. And then the man just kind of walks around the back of his truck like mm. nothing. And he just kind of looks at Jack and then just starts to get this kind of look on his face. And then all of a sudden this light starts coming out of his eyes and his mouth. mouth. And it almost like it blinds Jack. Wayne grabs Jack, pulls him, and they take off. And, and Jack's, Jack's like, like, I can't see. I can't see. And he said, don't worry about it. It'll go away. Yeah, it's only temporary. Yeah, they, it's only temporary. They kind of get back in another alleyway, and they run into the Lords of Death again back there. What is it? One of them says, uh, what's going on, Wayne? Or like, what's up? And Jack yeah. says, uh, they know your name. That's not a good thing, is it? And it's like, no. <laughs> this, there's several times where Jack just keeps going, I'm going home. Go home. He doesn't want to be involved with I, us. I would, I would want to go home. <laughs> and then they run through the alley a little bit more. And, of course, there's the three storms just taking out people left and right. Jack's worried about leaving his truck. And Wang said, just forget about it. Yeah. They run away from the fight and jump into a window of a building. Yeah. And they get in there and just hide out. And then one of the Chang Sings is in there. He kind of tells them about those three storms. Yeah. And they said, he says basically there's three storms in there out there killing everyone. Before he can really say any more, I guess some of the uh, Wing Kong come into that room. Yeah, they're and, coming down the stairs. And uh, uh, Wang and uh, Jack and the other guy, or the other guy ran somewhere else. The other guy ran somewhere else. Yeah, they, they end up going through the fireplace. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, like a fireplace or kind of a, a, yeah. a vent kind of area. I couldn't really tell. Because they end up was. back on the street. Yes. That's when... Um, Jack is, you know, you could say he's visibly kind of shaken by all this. You know, basically, uh, Jack says, you know, or Wang says the cops got something better to do than get killed because Jack wants to call the cops. And then Jack says, well, I don't, I I got, you know, basically I got better things to do to be killed also, you know, which (laughs) I understandable. Yeah. And then we cut to... Um, this is Wang's restaurant, isn't Yeah, it? it's the Dragon of the Black Pool. Yeah, he runs it with his uncle. Yeah, this is a Cantonese cuisine that they serve in there. Yeah. And I have to admit, some of this food that they had in there looked pretty good to me. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely be down to go to a place like this. Jack is on the phone in a blue robe, I guess. <laughs> you know, he's letting his clothes dry. He's and, calling his insurance company about his truck. Yeah, he's... Uh, he is not pleased with uh, what has happened, of course. And Wang is there eating. And then Jack is uh, talking about, you know, he kind of mentions, you know, this uh, low pan or something. 
Is that why? Because I know the uncle, it kind of piques his interest. When yeah, because he yeah, they were they were saying that oh that they ran into Lopin on the street, and the uncle's like he seems kind of freaked out that he was actually you know they actually saw him yes. on the street. Yeah, uh, you know Wayne kind of tries to downplay it at first, but Jack is like, no, that's how it happened. Yeah. He just appeared <laughs> with light coming out of his mouth and everything yeah. else. But then finally Wayne says, yeah, I mean, yeah, we did see it, but I just didn't want to alarm you. You know, he tells his uncle, I just didn't want to alarm you. About that time, this is where uh, Eddie comes in. Yep, we re- and he is the maitre, the new maitre d' yeah, at the this restaurant. Yeah, uh, the restaurant. And, you know, he's introduced to Jack and everything. And he tells Jack that the Lords of Death stole his truck yeah. after he left. Yeah. And Jack tells, or Wayne tells Jack, they will help him get his truck back. And Jack's like, you, you damn well better. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah. give him his money he won from earlier, too. Exactly. Wayne's like, how do you think I feel? I lost, I lost a whole girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> like important. she's in there with the truck and the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truck and everything is more important to Jack. You know? <laughs> Jack is on the, still on the phone, and he's uh, trying to talk. And I think this is about the time where the phone call gets cut off. Yeah, because it's, it's storming. Eddie kind of just, uh, I guess Eddie's kind of a man on the street, too, because he comes in with a lot of information here yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, he said um, Meow Yin was just taken by chance. It wasn't planned. Yeah, the Lords of Death were like joyriding, and then they just went to go try to pick up a Asian girl at the airport to yeah. do like a quick sale. Basically, at uh, they, they come to find out, you know, like I guess what you call a human trafficking. Yeah, I mean, this movie's very humorous about everything, but like, there's this hint of human trafficking, yeah. human trafficking of women in this. Yeah, and <laughs> and you basically, it's just like what we said earlier. Mao Yin was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep, there's a woman that comes in the. The building, she kind of have her face covered. Yeah, we don't see her at first, but I know, and Eddie's still talking about uh, Lopan. They say Lopan was the one that ordered that in the alleyway. He wanted to assassinate, the, I guess, the leader of the Chang Sings. And that was what that was. It was basically a war, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of setting up a war. Wasn't that guy already dead? I don't know if that was the leader. Exactly. Or they just had, just one, or one, I uh, think it might have been one of their okay. own, but I don't know if it was They had leader. like a picture of somebody. Yeah, I mean, I never got the idea that that was their leader. Maybe it was, but it was like basically Lopan ordered that hit in there. Uh. And that's what they, they what he infers. And about that time, that's when uh, Gracie is in the door. I love how she always says, don't panic. It's only me, Gracie Law. Oh, yeah, Gracie Law. <laughs> and then Jack, once again... Tries to move in for the kill on this. Um, yeah, he immediately walks up to her and starts flirting. Yeah. He's wearing his blue Chinese robe. She says, uh, well, the uncle says, what the hell is Gracie Law doing here? Yeah. Something like that. And Jack's like, well, she can't get enough. She can't of get me. enough of me. <laughs> yeah. She says he wishes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think both of them are pretty much alike. In a lot They're of ways. full that, of it themselves. They, they are in a way. They are in a way. Um, definitely the case. Gracie tells them that Miao Yin was taken over to the White Tigers for a quick sale. She wants to know who who she is to them. And, and Wang's like, that's my fiance. Because this is, once again, something like that. She feels kind of guilty about this. Because, because they grabbed her because they couldn't get Tara. So she kind of feels like, you know, guilty about this. Yeah. And she kind of wants to help them get her yeah. back. So She says um, maybe they can go over to the White Tiger and you know, buy her back quick mm-hmm. because they don't have time to get a search warrant and vi- violence. They can't go in there guns a blazing. No, 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 no. So no. they want to go in there and try to buy her. 
Jack's just kind of looking around all confused by this, like, you know, kind of feel like an outsider here and like, well, you are an outsider. Dan us mentioned that, I think Eddie mentions, you know, and it's going to cost because she's got green she's eyes. She's got green eyes. And, you know, Gracie's like, you know, that's almost like double the price. You yeah, know, it's like it's, having leather seats or yeah, something. Car. Then Uncle Chew starts talking about stuff about like low pan. And he's like saying something like, you know, how Lopan, his flesh and bones are atomized. Yeah, there's there are several times I kind of he, hint at and this he, like, kind becomes of time. a dream, and then Jack looks over and like, what? I struggle with the historic stuff in this. Yeah, I they're mean, not very clear. They say it very quick, and well, I think Uncle Chew's just kind of still taken aback that yeah. Lopan is actually they actually seen Lopan. You know, Jack, of course, I says, it's all confused. And then Wayne comes up to Jack and says, I need your help again. I need more help from you. And he said, I can't pay you the money that I owe you right now because I need it to get her back. Yeah. And that's when Eddie says, it's going to cost you more because she's got green eyes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the next scene is they're driving to the White Tiger. Yes. um, And Jack's in a car in a suit. He's like in a brown pinstripe suit. This suit... I can't be a hundred percent sure. He was a Kurt Russell's in a movie called Used Cars in nineteen eighty. Was it the same? It looks like the exact same suit he wore in that movie. Really? The exact same suit. I can't be sure of yeah. that. But I know I watched Used Cars again a little while back and I don't know when I was watching this again, I'm like, boy, that looks like the exact same suit. <laughs> Uh, but I can't be sure. So apparently he's dressed up in a suit and they're gonna send him in to like buy him a woman. Yeah, buy him a woman. <laughs> you know, he's got to play play up a nerd role, basically. Yeah, because I guess this is like a brothel. Yes, yeah, so it is basically yeah. what it is. It's like a brothel in uh, Chinatown, which is very weird that there would be one there. But they say, just don't look suspicious. Was that? And then they say, just don't or don't look stupid. And then <laughs> she says, like, he does. She says, look stupid. She goes, he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> So he, he goes in the building and he's got nerdy glasses on with his suit. And a big grin and he's on his face. Talking like a nerd. Yeah, he's got his hair kind of <laughs> slicked back. And like, you he know. He's hilarious looking. Yeah. And he says that he was sent there by a, dri- a cab driver or something like that, yeah. you know. And then the madam of this place just like looking like, all right. You know, we probably, they, she probably sees people like him all the time. So. Yeah. And then out there in the car, Gracie is sitting out there with uh, Wang and um, Eddie. And then she notices another car that pulls up. And she's like, I think I know that car. I think I know who's in that car. So she gets out of the car and goes and gets in that other car. And this is when we meet Margot. Yeah. She's a reporter. Yeah. And I kind of gathered that her and Gracie work together. It's like Gracie kind of gives Margot stories. Well, Gracie says later on that I had to get her involved to get more attention on the Uh story. So she had to bring in somebody that'll write a story. Yeah, because I have a feeling they maybe known each other for a while, and yeah. then you know this is mm-hmm. like this is like a big you know a big story for her. He goes go back into the building. Jack's kind of sitting in a chair when another woman comes in the room, and she asked him, "Is it going to be cash or charge?" Well, he says his name is Henry Swanson's my name, and what <laughs> actions Swanson. my game or something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, dear God, Henry Swanson. I like that name. Uh, and yeah, this is after that. He starts talking to the madam and everything. He says, you know, what I'm really looking for is something, you know, like a girl with green eyes. Well, he, he doesn't tell this. Like, he said, he laughs and he says, I'm going to use cash because I guess because it's not, not deductible. Not deductible. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it was nerd. And the woman tells him that that original woman, which really, I was like, why this woman even need to come out if she just directed him back to the first woman? I don't know. She said she can help you with your needs. Mm-hmm. So, and he starts talking to that woman about like, you know, I want someone that's really exotic and, you know, someone with green eyes. That girl with green eyes. And it catches that woman's attention as she's walking out of the room. And then this woman walks down the hallway and then she kind of goes into like a secret room, secret, secret door kind of pops open and she goes in there and then there's Mao Yin there tied, tied to the bed, tied to the bed. And, you know, there she is, her green eyes. And then uh, we cut to Jack is in the room with a uh, woman. She and uh, in there with a, one of the uh, women in uh, the brothel. Yeah, I guess that's the girl that they've set him up with. Yeah, and he's kind of trying to just get information out of her. You know, like what how women, long she been there? Yeah, and uh, women come and go. Do you yeah. see him? And this woman even starts getting suspicious. Like, like, why are you asking I all guess. these questions? She tells him to take his tie off. Yeah. And he says, yeah, his wife gave it to him for Christmas. Like, yeah. ew, he's cheating on his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> in a brothel. And about that time, that's when the building starts kind of shaking. And the building starts shaking, and Jack is just like, okay, what's going on? And everybody just seems to be confused because people are running out of rooms and everything. They just don't know what's going on, like an earthquake or something. It shows Wang outside get out of the car. Yeah, because... He looks up over the building, and there's just this green fume swirling over the top of the building. Yeah, like Gozer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. and um, the roof kind of just opens up, and then the storms just kind of start dropping through the ceiling. Two of the storms drop through the ceiling. And then Mao Yin's bed starts to shake. Yeah. And then the third storm kind of comes through. Lightning comes down. Lightning comes down and gets her. And Jack just notices these storms. He walks up to one of them, lifts the hat up, punches. Doesn't do anything. He gets kicked across the room. Yeah, he punches the guy twice and it doesn't even phase him. And then, (laughs) yeah, he gets kicked across the room. Then the storms just, uh, as quick as they showed up, you know, the one that you said lightning grabs Mao Yin mm-hmm. up out the roof. Go back up off the ceiling. And then the, the other ones leave out the ceiling. And that is the end of that. Mm-hmm. And Jack just sits there, looks like, okay, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's more and more, you know, I guess it's getting more nuttier in his eyes than it has been, <laughs> which I can understand that. And we move to a scene at Gracie's home. Yeah, this was like her office or her home. I remember this scene right here. I think uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to the commentary again. I listened to it one time years ago. But they said Kurt Russell was very sick shooting this scene. Really? Yeah, they said that's why he's in a chair for pretty much the whole scene. Oh, and she brings in milk. Yeah, because if you sit there and look at how wet he looks, it's not from water. He said he was sweating. He had a fever? Yeah, he was like very, yeah, they said he was really sick. That's why he was in a chair just kind of propped up. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, you would just assume he was just exhausted from what happened in the rain and everything. But they they said he was very sick. I think they said after he shot this scene, they said he just went home and he just had to get some rest. But, yeah, she uh, basically gives him something to drink. And then uh, you find out how the, you know, storms took Mao Yin. And soon they took him to uh, Lopan. Lopan. Yeah. Yeah. Who is, like, the owner of the banks in that area. And that. And and most of Chinatown, basically. Wing Kang Exchange. Yeah, Wing Wing Kang Exchange. But Marco says that nobody has set eyes on him in years. Mm Mm-hmm. So she doesn't seem to be, like... Like, that they're going to be able to find him very easily. Yeah, you know, because he's basically a recluse. 
And Wang is just kind of pretty much gung-ho. Yeah, he just wants to go get his woman. Yeah, he wants to go get her. And, you know, they're trying to stop him and everything. Like, you know, don't go after after this. You know, don't go half-cocked on this. You know, because, you know, we're walking into some stuff that we don't even know what we're getting into. Mm -hmm. I think finally just Jack just, you know, he stands up and he says, you know, you know, we'll, we'll go get her. Tells Gracie, you know, I, you could come, but there's something about your face or something like that because she mentions that she can't show her face around. She must have stuck her nose into me. That's times. what I kind of feel like. She's a troublemaker yeah. in town. Well, I keep saying that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And Jack just says, you know, y'all stay down here, hold down the fort, and if we're not back in 24 hours, call the president, <laughs> basically. Yeah, so... Like he would care. Yeah, like the president would give a shit. It shows Wang and Jack kind of storming into the Wing, Wing Kong exchange. Yeah, they go in there and it's like telephone repair men. Well, they're acting like they're maintenance men to like, they said that the main panel of the building's down or something. Yeah, and yeah. And they just kind of walk past the security guards and and the security guards don't even try to stop them. Yeah, I think the security guards are like, what the hell? I guess they came by <laughs> so quick. Didn't even, Yeah. you know, um, they didn't even think like, okay, what's going on here? Naturally, they, you know, they make their way through pretty quick. And they go down to the bottom, like they go down into the basement area. I guess what you say, kind of a basement area in here. And then they walk over and they find the door. And Jack says, uh, what does that say? Because there's like a Chinese writing on it. And then Wang says, you know, says what it is. He says it's a hill of bowling oil. Yeah. And Jack says, what? He said, no, it doesn't say. It says not. It just says keep out. <laughs> And then we cut back to the Blackpool restaurant, and Egg Shen is there uh, eating. And he's talking to uh, Uncle Chu, and Gracie is sitting there. And Eggs is just kind of talking, and he's just kind of hinting that something big is getting ready to happen. He's supposed to be an expert on Lopan. Yeah, he's like, um, and well, really, what you've seen at the beginning. He's like, uh, knows uh, the black magic and sorcery mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff that goes on in Chinatown. Mm, Gracie's like, it's been two hours. We need to just go in there. She's a gung-ho herself, you know. Yeah, and Egg tells her that they need to gather their forces and just kind of be patient. And then we cut back to um, the uh, exchange, and Jack and uh, Wang noticed it looks like somebody's been dragged to a door. Because you see where it's like the dirt has been messed up where like somebody was dragged. And it's like basically they've been dragged almost something like a freight elevator. That's what it kind of looks like. And they go in and it only goes down. It -hmm. doesn't go up. It just goes down. Mm -hmm. They get in the elevator, you know, push the button, of course, to go down. And then it goes down the ways and then it stops. And the lights go out. And the lights go out. Then, of course, we go right back to the Blackpool, and Egg is explaining a little bit more about Lopan, that Lopan is no longer a man. Yeah, and he's just talking about how they're going to beat him and yeah. what they need to do. And I struggled a lot with the historical facts in this movie. I just came down to the fact that it's just basically good versus evil. Really, I think we come to find out later what it is, is Lopan was cursed by this demon. And in order to have this curse lifted, he had to marry a woman with green eyes and sacrifice her to this. That's really what it is in a nutshell. Yeah. Really. And then once again, we cut back to Jack and Wang in this elevator. And they're standing there and they're just like, okay, we're just going to get up the top of this elevator and climb up the cable on the elevator. And everybody's like, and Wang's like, you know, that that rope is, uh, <laughs> is covered in grease and it's, you know... <laughs> 
And Jack said, well, it's real and we could touch it. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. a step in our right direction. And about the time before they do that, water starts coming in yes. under the elevator. Shit, that would be the scariest thing ever. Yeah, and you're trapped in there. And then Jack is like, well, I thought you just said that we were going to come in here in and out like the wind. And yeah, yeah. Wayne's like, yeah, well, basically that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Jack's like, oh, God, this is salt water. Yeah, and the water kind of goes over their heads. Yeah, and they have to sit there and basically pry the door open on this uh, elevator. elevator. And then they start to swim out. And as they're swimming out, they see bodies that were hanging. Skeletons. Yeah, skeletons that's been there a long time. Like so the bodies, chained. Yeah, they've been chained. I don't know, did they drown? They were either chained or, or they were just chained up and hung there until they died. Oh. You know, and they're swimming around these bodies and everything until they finally are able to get a place up there where they can break up and uh, up there. <laughs> Jack's freaking out. Uh, which, rightfully so, I would too. <laughs> and they get up there and get some air and they look up above them, up above his grate, up mm-hmm. above their head. And there's uh, thunder. I think, yeah, thunder is standing there looking down at them. And then we cut to, I guess, it's Wang and Jack are in a cell. Wang is um, in, isn't he in a chair. He's like in a wheelchair. Yeah, and Jack is just standing there, and you know he's being all braggadocious, like come on over here and fight like a man. <laughs> and then this, uh, and then uh, this uh, one thunder, right? Is this the one that there's in there? And um, he just makes this ball into his hand, and then just like blows it at Jack, and it hits him right in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, and just knocks Jack down, like you know, shut up, you know, I don't want to hear anything <laughs> from you. And um, then we see both Jack and Wang in wheelchairs. And they're being taken into this uh, room. And they're just sitting there and they're looking around like, okay, what's going on here? And then Jack says, where are we at? And then one of the storms is there on the phone. He says, you are nowhere. He ha- The guy hangs up the phone and walks about to walk out. Then we see a little old man in a wheelchair roll out. A little, uh, yeah, very decrepit oh. old man. And Jack just looks over and is like, oh boy. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah, which would be my reaction to this. Like, okay, who's this little little <laughs> troll? Um, Jack, you know, of course, has mentioned that this is Lopan. And Jack's like, no, this isn't Lopan. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like that man yeah. I hit with my truck. Then Jack's like, well, I don't understand this, you know. And then uh, Lopan's like, well, you're not meant to understand this. Yeah. You know, basically like you're an outsider here once again. Jack's like, where's my truck? Yeah. And Lopan's like, you're not here for your truck. You're here to find a girl with green eyes. Yeah, yeah. A Chinese girl with green eyes. And Lopan starts asking Wang about Miao Yin's, Yin's family and if they were kind of holy people. Yeah, he's wanting to know a lot about her just to see, you know. He says he needs to know if she's really the one he's been looking for all these years. Yeah. Jack just keeps getting mouthy and pissing Lopan off. Yeah, 2000. He's been looking for 2,000 years. Yeah. So it's been a while. Jack, what is it? He says it's been 2,000 years and you haven't been able to find a woman to fit the bill. He keeps taunting Lopan just to tell you, yeah, you can't find a woman even after all these years. Yeah. He (laughs) says you must be doing something seriously wrong in 2,000 years. Lopan says he needs a woman with dragon green eyes to make his body whole again. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, yeah, I'll be whole again. And then basically I can rule from beyond the grave and stuff like that. And then Jack says, or, you know, check yourself into a psycho ward, whichever comes first. And <laughs> Jack, you get y'all killed. Yeah, and he says, just, are you crazy? Is that your problem? 
you know, and Jay just, I mean, I hate to say this, this would be me in there in that room because I would hear this. I'd be like, oh God, <laughs> you know, Lopan says, well, I'll just have you and Wayne just skinned alive and, you know, made, made mm. a symbol. And, but he, he, he also mentions he plans to marry her, yeah. which of course up, upsets Wayne. Oh, of course. Yes. He just says, you know, he needs to get this girl with green eyes, marry her to appease the demon that cursed him. And she can also give him back his body. Well, that's it. Yeah, he marries this woman. He will be out of this crippled body and he will be flesh again. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much what he's getting. Yeah. And, of course, like I said, Jack is just looking at this like, you are just nuts. (laughs) You're just a complete idiot. (laughs) And about that time, Lopan's over near some monitors and then he notices... Eddie and Margot and Gracie in the lobby of the of the main building, and they're sitting there raising a stink. I guess Gracie knows how to do this kind of thing because I bet she mm-hmm. probably did this many times. And they're they're wanting a tour. Before that, Lopan la- leaves the room, and Wang's like, "Where's Mal Yin?" Yin? And he says, "She's safe." He she's wouldn't safe. answer where she was. Yeah, she's safe, but yeah, he didn't get specific. So it goes back down, and Gracie's w- demanding the tour of the building. Yeah, and just uh, just making a big ordeal about it. And mm-hmm. then about that time, uh, one storm, I think... Uh, That's thunder. Thunder comes in and says, well, I can help you. You know, He says mm-hmm. he'll give him a tour of the building. Yeah, being very uh, courteous. Yes, I can help you with that. And then we cut back to uh, Jack. Um, Wang. Wang being taken up up into... Uh, another uh, room. Into another room in their wheelchairs. They're blindfolded and they're tied to wheelchairs. And then they're put in this room and locked up. Jack starts wa- rocking his wheelchair. Yeah, he starts rocking. he gets it turned over and he's able to get his blindfold off. And he's trying to get a knife out of his boot. Yeah. To cut his bindings. Yeah, and he starts cutting his way out. And Wang says, um, where are we at? We're in a room. He says, where's the light coming from? It's coming from the floor. Then we cut back to... Um, uh, Gracie and the others, uh, in the, they're in an elevator. And Storm. Yeah, Storm. And he's just sitting there giving them information about the company and everything. And then you can kind of see that Eddie and Margot and Gracie are starting to look a little lightheaded. Well, you start seeing, like, sleeping gas is starting and to fill And then you start, the well, elevator. yeah, you start to hear something like a hiss, like yeah. something's being pumped they're into poisoning the, them. Yeah. And then about that time, they just pass out. The Storm steps out. And he just has them grab him and carry him out of the elevator. And then we cut back to Jack and Wang in, in the in their cell, I guess. And, you know, he's cut Wang free. And they're trying to look around to see how to get out of there. And basically, Jack says, oh, this thing's probably metal, probably three feet thick and probably, you know, covered in concrete by now. And then Wang's like, well, just be a little more positive. We can figure out a way. And, you know, Jack's like, yeah, we'll just chew our way out of here. <laughs> Jack, once again, just cannot believe that this Lopan is one of the same person. Yeah. He's just like, you know, and Wang is just like, well, Jack, I just don't want to insult you with what the truth is. And Jack's like, no, insult me. Yeah. And Wang tells Jack about Lopan, you know, the myths and legends on how Lopan was cursed in the year 272 B.C. and made no flesh. Uh, And he says it was stories for kids. And Wang tells Jack that all the magic and the sorcery that he hears about here, he says it's real. He says, I don't want to believe it myself, but he says it's real. 
you know, I mean, we get fed information on Lopan as we go on, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like he was just basically a bad person who was cursed, and in order to have his curse lifted, he had to go through this hoops of a girl with yeah. Gemini. Then we, let's see here, I think the next scene is... A stor- uh, thunderstorm comes through carrying Eddie. Yeah, Jack and Wayne hear somebody coming, and they jump back into their wheelchairs, and, that their blind, and they put their on. blindfolds back on. Yeah, and it's that thunderstorm Yeah, guy, he's carrying Eddie. Yeah, he hangs Eddie up on a hook. <laughs> on the wall on his jacket. Yeah, and about that time, Jack jumps up on, on the, the thunder, I think is who it is, Yeah, <laughs> and holds a knife to him. He just knocks Jack off like he's nothing. Yeah. Uh, then Wayne jumps up and he kicks Wayne, and then Jack jumps up on him again, puts the knife to his throat, and says, "Okay, don't make me kill you, tough guy." <laughs> and then Eddie Wayne grabs Eddie and says, "Come on, come on, we gotta go." And then they run out of the room, and Jack is still hung on this guy. He's like, "How am I supposed to get out from him and get out?" <laughs> yeah. And then about that time, Thunder, he just. He does this several times in the movie. I don't, he just blows himself up a like little bit. It's like he expands his body with yeah. air or something that makes Jack's arms like yeah, fly, fly off. off of it. Yeah, basically Jack flies off of, <laughs> off of him into the wheelchair and starts rolling backwards. Down, down the his, hill. Down this hill like this long hallway kind of hill. <laughs> and Jack is knocking everything out of way as he's going because yeah. he is building up speed. And about that time he looks behind him and sees he's about to hit uh, like a well. And he grabs the wheels of this wheelchair just as he's hanging off the side of it. Yeah, and he's able to kind of pull himself back up and get out of the chair. Slowly pull himself back up. (laughs) Oh, God, that that made me nervous. Every time I see that scene, it makes me nervous Mm -hmm. where he looks down and he sees that and he's just barely hanging there in that wheelchair. Uh Uh-uh. No, I would not like that Deep well with water down in it. Yeah, and that's a long drop, too. Thankfully, he pulls himself up and he gets out of it. Yeah, he runs back up to Wang and Eddie. And Eddie tells them that uh, Egg and Uncle are in a bus waiting outside on them. they got to go find Gracie and Margot. Yeah, and they do and this quick exchange of guns. And I guess Eddie ends up with the, sh- the small gun. Yeah. Jack ends up with uh, this uh, kind of pistol. I've never seen one like it before. Wang ends up with a shotgun and Eddie just gets this little uh, six-shooter. Then Lopan is in his uh, office, and he's just very, you know, he wants these people found. He knows Jack and all them escape, and he's just raising hell. And then about that time, he starts flashing, turning, you know, glowing. Yeah. And then he appears back to the way he looked in the alley. Yep. In the ceremonial robes and everything. And he gets up out of this chair and just starts floating. Yeah, he floats across a room, and then he just floats through a wall like a ghost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, he's no flesh. He's mm-hmm. just atomized. So you he, see him go into a room, and this is where he has Yao Yin. Yao Yin, and she's... Just uh, kind of floating in the air. Yeah. Like she, she's in a trance. Yeah, she's levitating in the air. Yeah. He tries to touch her, but his hands keep going straight through her, because in that form, he's not whole body. Yeah, he's not flesh. He, yeah. It's just like, yeah, he's a ghost. You know, he can't touch her, and... He's just like, you know, he just, you know, he wants to be flesh soon. A little whiny. We got a little whiny girl in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And Jack and um, Eddie and Wang are are going through, I guess, like a, the basement area where they were at earlier. And then one of the Wing Kong jumps out and starts to attack Wang. 
Jack can't get his gun to fire and Eddie isn't able to. Uh, but then about that time, Jack just starts firing and kills this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, completely by accident. And then Jack just is done and he just looks confused. And Eddie's like, have you, the first time you ever plugged somebody? And Jack's like, no, of course not. Even yeah, though you could tell. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he probably never, never I don't think before. he's quite as tough as he makes out sometimes. Yeah. But then uh, the three go up uh, into an elevator and then they go to this, I guess what you call, I guess it's an area where they got women prisoner. Oh, the, this is that second kind of point where you feel like there's some trafficking going yeah. on. Yeah, that's what I There's nothing gather. but women. But strangely, there's women who are guards here. Yeah, they're part of that gang. Yeah. yeah. What they do is basically Eddie and Wang are going to cause a distraction and Jack is going to sneak up and try to free Gracie and Margot. Who well, he ends up freeing them all. Yeah, he ends up freeing them all. Gracie is hogtied. <laughs> Which tells me she wouldn't shut up. Well, there is actually a deleted scene, they said, where she, you see the reason why she's hogtied, because she was getting very mouthy. Because <laughs> Margot's not gagged. Yeah, nobody else is but her. So that tells you a lot right there. <laughs> she's handful. Yeah, and... um. Eddie and Wang are, I guess this Wang acts like he's got Eddie prisoner and he's bringing him in there. Mm -hmm. And then the female guards come out. And then about that time, they pull the guns on these uh, guards. But it doesn't quite work out that well because these female guards start whipping up on them a little bit. (laughs) I guess they didn't see that coming. (laughs) And while this, of course, distraction is going on, Jack is up there above Margot's cage and says, you know, where's uh, Gracie? Yeah. You know, and looks over and she's, of course, hogtied. And then Margo's <laughs> like, well, how are you planning on getting us out of here? He's like, I got no idea. <laughs> so they're just winging this as they go. Jack drops down and starts firing at the doors, I guess, to open, you know, pop the locks on the doors. And then, of course, all the, he starts lifting the cage doors open. I guess what he shot knocks the locks off and he starts freeing everybody. Mm-hmm. He gets in there and cuts Gracie loose. Wang and Eddie finally kind of get the upper hand on these two women. They're like whipping their ass <laughs> and they knock them out. So they're able to uh, join in on the escape here. And they run off with a, a bunch of the Wing Kong in pursuit. And they escape through, they, they come down where there's some water. It's like a drainage area. They push uh, some of them off into the water. Gracie knocks Jack off in there by accident, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, quote-unquote, accident. Maybe she did that on purpose. But then they start to swim through as they're being shot at by these uh, Wing Kong that are in pursuit. Yeah. They start firing them through the water. Gracie stops and starts pulling people up, looking for people. Where's uh, mm-hmm. Where's Margot? Margot, where, and then she finds Margot, and then she's, where's Eddie? Yeah, where's Eddie? And then she said, I don't know, and then she's like, where's Jack? Yeah. And then she pulls Jack up and he pops up and then she hugs him and then he kisses her. Kisses her. And she's like, hey. And he says, well, I'm sorry. I'm just thankful to be alive. (laughs) She always acts like she doesn't like him, but you can tell she likes him. Yeah, I think uh, he's got that Burton charm there, I guess you could say. Because it shows a scene of Jack and Gracie swimming along and Jack's like, quit rubbing your body against me because I can't think straight when you do that. Yeah. She keeps playing hard to get. Like, yeah. like she don't like she's him like, at all. She's like, ugh. Just, yeah, you, <laughs> like basically you pig. Yeah. And then everybody's standing, you know, in this area where they, you, you find out it's a sewer. Yeah. And then Jack finally comes up there. He says, everybody can relax. I'm here. You know, which, 
yeah, of course. Yeah. They kind of look around and they look up and they see a grate, you know, uh, area where they can, you mm-hmm. know, Jack climbs up a ladder and then pops the grate up. You know, they're back in the basement area again. So they went around in circles in this place. So now they're back pretty much nearly where they started. And then everybody, I guess, comes up and they're getting ready to go. They go to a door. And Jack says, okay, well, through this door, we're good. We get through this door. There's mm-hmm. just a normal front. We just open this door and we're home free. We're home free. Opens the door. There's Wing Kong out there, there. A bunch of them out there. And then Jack closes the door. I think we're trapped. <laughs> and then... uh the Wing Kong people starts breaking the door down. He says, run and hide because they only saw me. Yeah, they only saw me. <laughs> you know, they start breaking the doors. Everybody scatters to hide. And then the door breaks open and Jack starts shooting just whoever comes to the door. Yeah, and then the rest kind of run in. And Wayne's like, I'm, I'm going to stand and fight with you, Jack, no matter what. Yeah. Wayne starts fighting, but the whole time in this scene, Jack is trying to get a, his knife out of his boot. Well, he, and he throws it across the room, yes. and then he has to go find it. Yes. And by the time he gets back to help fight, Wayne's done fought everybody. Yeah, Jack jumps <laughs> out of there, and he's just like, he's ready for battle, and the battle's <laughs> over, which is atypical of what you see. Uh, of him. In this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then we cut back to, they're about to go through another way through the lobby. You know, everybody's in the line. Everybody's ready to go. Jack goes to Gracie, says, I'm going to lead says you bring up the rear he Mm -hmm. says can you handle that and what they're going to do is they're going to get ready to head out and just storm through and everybody's going to run out behind them as they're going through there's this little statue and then you see the eyes move in the statue so something is looking out (laughs) and uh, jack and wayne go out to the lobby talking about yeah all in the night's work this that and the other and the guards are out there and about that time they pull their guns and say Put, put your hands up, basically. Yeah. And then everybody starts to run out. And as they're running out, Gracie kind of notices the eyes and it, like, what is this? And then about that time, something grabs her and pulls her in. Yeah, like hairy arms. Yeah, these hairy arms, like orangutan arms. <laughs> and everybody runs out. Egg's waiting out there in his tour bus. Right, waiting in his tour bus. And everybody gets in there. You know, Jack and Wang and all of them get in there. And then the, the Wing Kong and the I think it's the wing call. No, it's the uh, guards. They come out and start shooting at the bus as they take off. You know, they get away. Then everybody seems to be happy. But then, you know, is asked, like, where's Mao Yin? And Wayne says, she's still, still inside. There. Still inside. And then Jack starts to look around. He says, well, wait a minute. Where's, where's Gracie? Where's Gracie? Because she isn't there either. Well, right here, we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we will uh, return to Little China to wrap everything up. If you guys saw that, oh, this guy gets to be a, a pretty heroic guy. But I didn't really see him as, well, he's the hero of the whole film. I didn't, I just saw this uh, great dynamic of him and, 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 you know, Jack Burton. And I thought, oh, this is fun. And the interplay, I just saw, I just saw the, the possibilities as an actor. And just, you know, it's interesting, Carpenter, uh, it was interesting because, you know, it's kind of, it's a wild war. But he, he, he kept telling me through the film, you're the hero. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about, I'm the hero. When I read the script, I thought, it's just a, me and Kurt Russell, the, the good guys are going to beat the bad guys. And he kept telling me through the film. And then when I was in the, the scenes uh, where I was more serious, he said, this, you got to play this for, don't, don't play it for the, you know, the, the wackiness. This is, you play for real. So that was interesting. And it, there's a part of me that's very serious, actually, about a lot of things. I mean, so 
So it did. It was a fit because I am when I'm. Uh, it, I think there's something that when I keen to something, I have to find the reality of it, and that's going to. I think when my strengths as an actor, I have to anchor it in something, and and John kind of reinforced that, even though what I do naturally, and he said, yes, faith for real. Don't worry about being funny or whatever, you know. So, you know, and the funny stuff will be funny when it is, but so it's kind of it was kind of a neat thing. He was, uh, you know, we just like all this uh, carpenter. He was just on the. We're, we're on the same wavelength and even reinforced what I kind of was in essence of me. You know, that so was really cool. And we are back. We uh, are back and we find out what happened to Gracie. Gracie was grabbed by that creature and we see this thing, which is a very ugly looking thing. But I love the design of it because it's something you don't really see anymore. It's kind of more practical effects. It's not a CGI yeah. looking thing. Yeah. It's like something that looks mm-hmm. pretty real. And naturally, she screams, of course. And this thing just carries her like a sack of potatoes and jumps down into this, I guess, a cell area and chains her up. Yeah, he sits her down on the ground and two of the storms come in. Yeah. And they notice she has green eyes. Yeah, and they just kind of look at each other like, oh. Mm. And then that's when uh, Lopan kind of wheels in. He's back in wheelchair mode again of the old... Old, old, old decrepit Lopan. And... And then Gracie's like, I want to see David Lopan, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he's just looking at her like, well, you know. He doesn't really say anything, but then he it's, just... What does it mean to have two girls with green eyes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gracie tells him he's not going to get away with this. She doesn't seem to understand that he is Lopan. Because no. she keeps asking, where's Lopan? She doesn't realize that he is Lopan. And then just Lopan just starts to look at her and just kind of starts to laugh. And he she, tries to brush her cleavage and she tries to bite it yeah, and he thinks yeah. it's funny yeah, bite, blah, 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 blah. yeah exactly like she's abusing yeah i like that <laughs> and you know he just starts to kind of laugh and like you know i think he's already kind of getting some thoughts together mm-hmm. on this. two women with green eyes yep and then we cut back to the blackpool restaurant and jack and everybody's basically getting prepared to get ready to go storm the gates i guess you yeah. could say um, get their women back mm-hmm. and jack is there sharpening knife up and everything and then that's about time that egg comes in with some of the chang sings everybody freaks out and he's like no they're okay they're friendly yeah they're jack, here to help and jack says something like so does any of y'all speak savvy english <laughs> and one of them looks at like who the hell is this guy i know yeah this speak. is like chinatown in san francisco yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I'll, just, I'll still find it funny to this day. And uh, Jack asks, you know, do y'all have any guns? He says, well, guns won't really help, but I have one here. He pulls out a forty-four Magnum, says, this make you feel like Dirty Harry. <laughs> and Jack's like, no, nah, I'll stick with what I got here. And Jack, so you're coming along with us, Egg? And he's like, yes. He basically says it's his destiny to come he along. He says, if I don't go, y'all won't get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Margot wants to go, too, and Jack's like, no, 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 you're not going with yeah, us. Yeah, you're staying here with Eddie. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he, he says, you know, Eddie's got a crush on you. you yeah. Know that, right? And Margot's like, kind of like you have on Gracie. Yeah. And Jack kind of shrugs her off and says, he just wants his truck back. Yeah. Margot says, oh, yeah, she's not even your type. All brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all <laughs> brains. Exactly. And Jack just kind of just blows her off, like, whatever. They yeah. leave out. Then we cut back to uh, Lopan, uh, I guess his uh, place there, and Gracie is put in a room with Mao Yin. She just asks, you know, 
Grace answered, are you Mao Yin? Yeah, she's trying to wake her up because she's still kind of levitating. And then Lopan comes in, but this time it's the Lopan that we've seen before. Not the crippled old man, but the one, you know, in the, the ceremonial robe yeah. and everything. He tells Gracie he is formless until he marries a girl with green eyes. And one who can tame the burning blade. Basically what it is, is if a woman with green eyes can touch this blade mm-hmm. and, and survive. It, and survive. Then that's... She's what he needs. She's what he needs. And then he looks at Gracie, and then what happened with Jack? You know, uh, we did to Jack, the light comes out of his eyes. And his mouth. And then we cut back to the group going to Eddie's office, or or Egg's office, I mean. And they're going in there. I guess Egg has a way to get into the underground there to get back to Low Pans, which is basically underneath Chinatown. And they all go in there, and Jack just seems to be unimpressed you know because he even says eggs place you know it's like this place is a dump <laughs> you know and wang is like well you know he owns a lot of, he owns this whole block yeah and there's some liquid in jars he says that it's it's a fortune yeah i don't know what that was yeah that Oils stuff in there's process alone yeah exactly and then they all open this door over there we're in eggs office and they start going down into the i guess underneath chinatown and then we cut back to Lopan, I guess, in his, uh, I don't know, I guess what you call his uh, sitting area, whatever you call it. And Mao Yin and Gracie are standing there at the end of the room. And what is starting to happen here is the storms are doing these kind of ritual. In front of these girls. In front of these girls. They're and they, kind of standing there like in trances. Yeah, they're in trances. They're, they're not moving. Mm-hmm. They, you know, for all you know, they're no, they don't know what's going on. And while this ritual is going on, the group of... Uh, Chang Sings and um, Jack and all of them are going through through uh, the underground, I guess what you might call the sewer. Egg says it's not water. It's the black blood of the earth. Oh, yeah. In there. A little bit more magic stuff going on in, the, in here. And as they're walking around, all of a sudden, one of their people is grabbed by this beetle-looking thing. It just pops out of the wall. It just pops out, grabs one of them, and just takes them in there, I guess, for a snack. You know? Yeah, I thought this just kind of was like, just to kind of keep a little bit of the horror yeah. kind of factor in the movie. Yeah, and Egg has these like bombs, like these little kind yeah. of smoke bomb or kind mm-hmm. of bomb things. He throws it at that place where it went out and mm-hmm. throws it and then it explodes. Mm-hmm. And Egg says, you will come out no more. <laughs> Jack's like, what? Oh, Won't yeah. come out yeah, more. What? what? Won't come out no more. <laughs> And then Egg just walks off and Jack's like, oh, you oh know. God. And that's the thing I like about this. It is not explained what this thing is. No, nope. why it did that. Why it did that, what it was, why it's there. In a movie nowadays, you would get this thing's whole backstory. Yeah. But now, in this in this movie, no, you don't get none of that. Mm-mm. It's just like it pops out, does its business, and this. And then we cut back to more of the ceremonial ritual. And uh, I think it's um, Thunder. Is done, and then uh, I think it's uh, it's um rain, rain. No, yes, rain. rain, rain. He has these swords, and he's moving them in front of Gracie and Mao Yin, and then he holds them in front of each of them, and the two girls grab one of the blades, and then the storms start doing these like ritual things with their hands, and then the blade starts to glow, and the girls start to 
lift up into the air by the blades. And they kind of lift all the way up to the ceiling. Yes. Where there's this white kind of ball thing and that they both touch it. Yeah, and it light, lights this up. This little statue lights up with green eyes. And Lopan's like, they both passed. Yeah, they both survived the burning mm-hmm. blade. And he says, well, I will marry both of them. I'll marry my... both of them. Yeah. So get them prepared. Yeah, get them prepared. I actually had the monster pop out after that scene. Oh, okay. In my well, notes. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I had it flipped. It goes back to... Because uh, my mm. notes it went to that monster popping out, and then it jumps back to Gracie and okay. Yao Yin and their wedding Okay, garden. well, maybe I had it reversed. I'm not sure. Because Gracie and Mao Yin are in these ceremonial robes themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. heavily made up. Yeah, wedding garb. Yeah, like wedding. Uh, I guess, that, yeah, that's basically what it is. Gracie is kind of just trying to communicate with Mao Yin, and he walks in. It's like Mao Yin stays completely in a trance most of the time. Yeah. Gracie pops in and out. Yeah, yeah, that's my best guess, too. The storm uh, lightning walks in. And he does this thing with his hands, and there's lightning, and then the two women open their eyes, and they're pure white. Yeah, freaky looking. Which, uh, these contacts, which I imagine had to have been horrendous to oh, wear. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they had to be just horrible. Then we cut back to Jack, as he's uh, they're going up kind of this shaft up underground, and they he notices one of the people sliding down mm-hmm. into this area. And they're just calling for him, like, Jack, come on, come on. Yeah. And then Jack slides down into there into a big pile of fish on, on the <laughs> ground. And they're in like a storage area. Mm-hmm. And uh, why they got this fish in an area where it's not refrigerated, I, I have no clue. But one of the, uh, was it the Wing Kong or whatever, one of the guys is eating a raw fish. And Jack's like, no, thank you. No, <laughs> maybe no. later. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> and this is the point where we find out from uh, Egg that... Lopan has to sacrifice his wife to complete the ritual. It's like, you know, he's marrying Mao Yin. So basically, you know, they just think that's the only one he's going to marry right now. Once he marries her to stay flesh, he has to sacrifice her. So now we know the stakes here. But they don't know Gracie's in the mix now. Yeah, they don't know she's in it. Then they kind of hear some noise going on outside and they peek around outside and then they look and they know like guards or something going around down the hallways. Yeah. You know, not even really noticing anything. And I think this is where a point where Egg Shen says something along the lines of they're getting ready for a wedding. Wedding, ce- wedding ceremony. And then we see basically the brides of Lopan coming down this um, escalator. Mm-hmm. They're headed thing, to the altar which, to get married. Which I always loved the look of this set with the mm-hmm. skull kind of looking thing with the green neon mm-hmm. kind of stuff yeah. around it. I always loved that. I always thought that that just looked so awesome. And just the ceremonial, the robes that they wore mm-hmm. and the makeup and everything. I always thought this just looked so cool. I mean, this it just looked so good. And it kind of shows um, Egg and the rest of them are kind of going up a hallway and they run into this ugly head looking thing floating. Yeah, it's called the Guardian. And yeah, it's got eyeballs everywhere. Yeah. Eyeballs in its mouth, eyeballs on its side. Eyeballs versus eyeballs are, are supposed to it be. It kind of reminds me of Slimer. The way little, it kind of floats in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Jack is like, oh God, what is that? What is that? Don't tell me. <laughs> Egg starts talking to it and challenging it and then you realize that Lopin can speak through this head. Yeah, it's like a it's his eyes, basically, mm-hmm. you know, to look around at. It's a spy. Lopan starts talking to him through this thing, and he says, I will, I have two women with green eyes. And I'm going to marry both of them, but sacrifice Gracie and then, to appease his, my God, and live out his earthly pleasures with Mao Yin. 
Wayne gets pissed off about this naturally. And then yeah. Jack just starts shooting at the Guardian. And <laughs> yep. then the thing just takes off like Slimer. <laughs> yep. You know, That's what reminded me yeah, of Slimer. When he got shot with the... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he takes off. And then everybody just looks at Jack. And Jack's like, well, you never know. Do you try it? You know? I'm like, well, fair enough. And then the group makes their way into Lopan's chamber. Where, you know, of course, he's not there. And, and Jack's like, well, where's Lopan in here? And they say, well, Lopan's probably going you know, he's, he's going towards the wedding. wedding and sure enough yeah wedding's he, starting you he, see low pans coming down the stairs the, to, that escalator which yeah. i remember i think i read an interview with james long where he was talking about going down this thing too and he said it was very frightening really yeah because he i mean you can't see it on his face while you're looking at it but he says you're going down this thing with a long robe on. Oh, like it could get caught. It can get caught oh, in there. Shit, yeah. And he was said he was scared to death the whole time mm-hmm. he was going out. Because if that thing got caught, he was going to be tumbling. You know, and he said, thankfully, it didn't happen. But he yeah. said it very easily could have. Because, yeah, if any part of that got caught in that escalator, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was gone. So I could see where he would have been pretty scared about that. He goes back to Jack and the others. And they're kind of run, wandering through Lopin's rooms and... They find an elevator. Yeah, they, they kind of find a place that's hollow, and Jack just mm-hmm. takes his knife and just cuts it open, and there's an elevator yeah. going down. Naturally. But before they can go in the elevator, Egg gives them all a special drink that is supposed to give them sharper senses. Dope. Drugs. Yes. That's what I always felt like as well. This is what I felt like when Wang said the liquid in the bottles. This yeah. is what this was. Yeah, it could be. Because uh, what the egg says, it's like wind and fire and all that kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> it's basically a lot of smoke yeah. in a cup. Shows them on the elevator after drinking it and you can tell they're all getting effects from it. Yeah, they're all buzzing. Yeah, Jack's like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> Invincible. <feeling> pretty positive <laughs> about this entire thing. Yeah. And everybody just like looking. Yeah, like they're feeling good. And Jack's <laughs> like, God, is it getting hot in here? Or is it just me? You know, Egg is the only one that looks calm. Yeah. There. You know, he's just like very stoic and everybody else is yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it was drugs in it. Oh, in yeah. all honesty, you know, just to get them buzzed. They get off the elevator and they can see that the wedding's starting wang is wanting to jump into it right then but yeah but uh egg shen is like no we got to wait for the ceremony to be complete or else it ain't gonna matter because he yeah. won't be flesh until it's complete yeah lopin takes like this big ass <clears throat> needle out i think he calls it the needle of love yes he, and he takes mal yan's hand and he pokes her in the wrist with it now if you look at that scene really carefully she's hurt i think yeah you can see that flinching. yeah she's flinching because i don't think that was intentional Either because I think the needle was actually kind of sticking to her a little bit because yeah. you can see her kind of trying to keep it together. But that or his so long ass nails. But I do remember hearing that that you know she, the needle kind of got a little bit too close to her and she was trying to kind of stay yeah. in character there, but it was really hard because she was flinching from it. Because he kind of stabs her in the wrist and he gets her blood on his hands and he immediately starts to become whole again. Yeah, yeah. So he is uh, starting to become flesh in himself. So Jack. And the others, they decide they're going to charge in. Yeah, and like, it stops on getting to know, we got to wait till yeah. it's done. We got to wait till it's done. Jack shoots over his head and some well, of the ceiling falls down. Well, and before him. this, though, the okay. Guardian is there on the floor. Yeah, that little ball thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in and that, he's like looking. In that monster thing. Well, yeah, the, yeah, that little ball is like looking up at him. 
Lopan looks over because he sees them through it. And Wang sits there and sticks the sword right through that guardian's head and yeah. kills it. And then that's when Gracie pops out of her trance. Mao Yin pops out of her trance. And then everybody's starting to, okay, guys, it's, it's time to go. And that's when everybody's like screaming and everybody's got their weapons and mm-hmm. Jack fires up into the air. And the ceiling falls down and knocks him out. He's out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's out. That was, which I still remember the first time I watched this movie, I almost fell out of my seat. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> Gracie punches the guy standing near her. Yeah, I mean it's it's just awesome. And Egg starts throwing bombs and blowing people up. Yes. Wang starts to fight uh one of the storms. I think it's um was it rain? I think it's um yeah, rain. Yeah. And there's this big battle that begins. Once again, we get this kind of kick-ass kind of martial arts uh, yeah. uh, battle in here. We you haven't know. talked about how good Wang fights. Well, really, if you look at this movie, Wang is the hero. That's what I was going to say at the beginning. Yeah. I thought I would probably say it at the end that, you know, they said that Jack was the hero. But I would disagree with that. Jack is more the sidekick. Yeah. Wang is more he the hero. He spends more time getting out of trouble, yeah. like Gracie. Yeah. Then Wang yeah. just kind of handles business and goes on. Exactly. You know, Wang and uh, Wang is in his uh, fight with uh, Rain. Jack wakes up and he sees Gracie trying to fight off Lopan. Yeah. Lopan's still trying to stab Mao Yin in the arm and get more blood. Yeah, and one of them tries to get Jack, but the Wing, oh, and the Wing Kong kind of saves Jack and, you know, gets, you know, and... Jack just kind of, you know, nods in his direction. And he walks up there and he starts to level the gun at uh, Lopan. And then about that time, Thunder grabs Jack's gun and then breaks it. I mean, yeah. he just takes it and hits it and just breaks it into like a million pieces. But before Jack and him can start fighting, Egg throws a bomb and hits Storm. Well, that's what I was going to say. Right after that, he throws that bomb yeah, there you go. He and, hits uh, yeah, thunder. Yeah, thunder, and just knocks him. He just flies across the room. And that's uh, I think this is the point where Wang and Storm are continuing the fight. They're flying through the air, sword fighting each other. Just, I mean, this is like some cool stuff. I always mm-hmm. love this kind of thing. This reminds me of the old Shaw Brothers stuff. You know, those uh, fantasy martial arts things. And then Jack's like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm gonna get my knife out of my boot." And there's this big guy dressed up in like a Chinese dragon garb. He walks straight up to Jack. And Jack just kind of rolls to his back, and the knife <laughs> goes into this guard. But the guard's weight is on Jack. And, and then he's Jack, stuck. Yeah, he's stuck, and he can't get up. <laughs> so he stays stuck there for so a few minutes. He just knocked himself out, and he finally woke up. Now he's hung under this dead guy. Yeah, and he stays there for a few minutes. <laughs> Lopan is up there, and he's just he's almost like he's sucking the blood. Yeah, out he's of, going crazy because he he feels he's he's whole again. Yeah, and he's just getting like mad. And then Egg kind of just walks up, and he almost has this like he loads this thing like into a launcher. And shoots it up at Lopan and causes this big explosion behind him. And Lopan just says, take her. You know, he yeah, moves he her tells, aside. he tells one of them storm. I think it's a thunder. He tells him to take her. Take her away. No, it's a lightning. Yeah. About that time, <clears throat> Lopan. And eggs start to fight. Yeah, Lopan just says, oh, this is just peasant magic here. Yeah. And then they do this thing of like they create. It's almost like a video game. Yeah, it's like like um they have like a light fight. Yeah, and, and there's you, like yeah. Uh, Lopan's green and Egg's purple. 
But in the background is like these historical Chinese soldiers fighting each other. Yeah, and it's almost like they're fighting each other in a video game, like a yeah. first person, or yeah. Yeah, like a video game. And meanwhile, you still say Jack's still stuck under the dead yeah. guy, can't get out. Yeah, he eventually rolls this thing off of it. <laughs> he finally gets out from under him. Egg and Lopan are doing their battle. Eventually, it just, maybe they're too evenly matched or something yep. because that clicks out. But then Lopan, of course, says, well, you never could beat me, Egg Shen. <laughs> Jack notices that the, one of the storms has taken Mao Yin away. Wang and uh, Rain are fighting. Wang is standing down there as Rain is flying toward him. Yeah. He turns around backwards uh-huh. and holds the sword up in the air, and then the sword goes right into him, stabs him. Finally. Yeah, and he flies through the finishes flying through the air, and he just explodes. So there's one of them. Rain's gone. Wayne then goes in pursuit of Mao Yin. He starts to run up the stairs because he's seen where they were going to. Egg is there. He is really. He's pretty much uh, destroying this chamber. Yeah, he's just changing that altar. Yeah, he's just taking it down. Gracie uh, gets uh, with Jack, and they start to try to open up another way to get up there. I Mm -hmm. guess the way that they came in. When they get, they finally get it open. That creature thing comes out, grabs Jack. Yeah, grabs Jack, and then, and then Gracie, Gracie gets up behind, kicks him, him in the butt. Yeah, kicks him in the ass. <laughs> then they uh, just get in there and they get in that elevator and they they they're going in pursuit of Malian as well. He asked her why she's dressed like she is. Yeah, she says she was getting married. Yeah, she was getting married. And then uh, they, <laughs> they start kiss. they start to kiss and. Then you start to notice that Jack's got all this lipstick on he, his face. She had bright red lipstick on it. He's got it all over his mouth. Which I think that was another thing that wasn't intentional in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think that was just happened after a kissing scene. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, we got to wipe this off. And I think Kurt Russell said, no, no, just go ahead and leave it. Just because leave that, it because that's so Jack Yeah, Martin. that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, because he would look like a complete idiot. And I think that was, <laughs> that was not, in, I think that wasn't originally intended. That just kind of happened. But then uh, we cut to a scene where uh, Gracie and Jack are in Lopan's chamber up there. Now you can hear Lopan talking. He's talking to Mao Yin about he's going to have to sacrifice her to his God. But he loves her and he but doesn't he, want Yeah, he loves her and he needs her. She kind of rejects him like she said, I don't belong to you. And uh, I think uh, Thunder uh, tells him, you know, well, we got to appease the emperor God, yeah. and, and sacrifice her. So she keeps fighting with him. And I think he finally just kind of shoves her towards rain as uh is that thunder thunder yeah and you think he's just like take the bitch yeah yeah it's like dang yeah and then uh jack walks in and he just lopan just looks over like okay i'm tired of this guy he says <laughs> uh, you just kill her kill him for me he's standing there with that red lipstick all over yeah, his no, lip. yeah yeah <laughs> You know, he says, you know, you know what old Jack Burton always says in a time like this? And Lopan's like, who? And he's like, I think that, that Thunder's like, who? And he says, Jack Burton, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's only a lot in his own mind. Yeah, he's a legend in his own mind. Yeah. yeah. Wayne kind of flies in and they start fighting. Yes. Yeah, and there's... Uh, Really, Wang is taking on Thunder. Because pretty much if Wang's not there, Jack's going to flounder. Yeah, in some capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. Lopan has Mao Yin, and Jack pulls his knife from his boot, and he looks, he's about to go after Thunder, but then he looks over at Lopan, and he's like, no, and he takes his knife, and he throws it at Lopan. And misses. And misses completely. And then Lopan just looks over, looks at him like, oh, God, what a dummy. Everybody's looking at him like, you missed. Yeah, and then Jack is even like, oh, crap. (laughs) 
And then uh, Lopan just pushes Mal Yin toward Jack, and she gets behind Jack and everything. Mm-hmm. And Lopan just picks up the knife and just kind of looks at it and says, just, this is a nice knife. And goodbye, says, Mr. Burton. Yeah, and he throws the knife at Jack. Jack catches the mm-hmm. knife and then throws it back and plants it right in his skull. I guess Egg's drink worked. And like I said, Jack's kind of worthless for the most part, but he makes the big kill right here. Yeah, it's and, all in the reflexes. Uh, yeah, all in the reflexes, <laughs> because once Lopan drops, all these statues fall like dominoes around Yeah, and he's, he's flesh and blood, yeah, yeah. so they killed him. Yeah, so he's killed. Like I said, Jack makes the big kill in yeah. this movie. He might bumble at he everything He did take else. Lopan out. Yeah, but... he did take Lopan out, so you got to give him credit where credit's due there. You know, Jack walks over and you know, asks Malian, is she okay, and she's okay. And uh, Jack is over at Gracie's, uh, oh, Wang. And then he's about to go in. She's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. She takes her sleeve and starts trying to rub the lipstick off of his face. <laughs> Thunder and um, Wang are fighting, basically tearing a room to pieces. Yeah, Wang's flipping all over the place trying to avoid him. And yeah. he suddenly just runs out of the room and Storm's following him. Or uh, yeah, Thunder. Thunder's following him. Yeah. And he notices Lopan is dead. He starts to do that weird blowing up thing. Yeah, but he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop this time. Because he looks right before he finally explodes. He looks like a garbage pail. Is it anger? Kid. Yeah. I, was... I don't know, but he just, he totally his shoes bust off his feet, his clothes bust off. Yeah, he does look like a garbage pail. That, yeah, that's my best guess. He blows like air out his nose. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he blows up. He just completely blows up, which is so bizarre. It was weird. I don't know what they meant by that. Mm-mm. It's cool, but I don't get it. But <laughs> after and then they take off, and as they're going down the hallway, of course they run into lightning, which is the last one. And they're kind of stuck there, and they don't know which way to go. But then they look up, and there's like a like kind of hole in the ceiling, and they're like, okay, they start putting getting Gracie up there, and Miao Yin and mm-hmm. Wang gets up in there, and then Jack comes up, and then they're on another floor, and they're looking around for another way out. And they look up again, and then there's Egg up above them in another place. He says, you know, well, everybody's like, how'd you get up there? And he said, well, it's not easy. <laughs> and Egg has this, like, pulley system that yeah. he shoots down into the floor uh-huh. for them to attach themselves to, and he starts mm-hmm. pulling them up one at a time. And finally, as all of them get through there, lightning comes up. Wang didn't get up in time. Oh, yeah, that's right. It, Wang didn't get up in time, but Egg sits there and takes and gets his statue yeah. It's up there and pushes it through the hole and it hits lightning and just basically, I guess, just crushes him crushes and him. takes yeah. him out. So all three of the storms are out of commission. I like the storm characters. They kind of remind me of like Mortal Kombat yeah, a little or bit. something. A little bit. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, definitely so. And then everybody's running to escape there, going the exchange there. And then they end up in a dock area. You know, they open up a door and they're in a dock here and Jack just looks around and he says, oh, well, there's my truck. And he's like, oh, there it is. You know, he kind of finally sees his truck again. He tells everybody to get in and they're running through there just as these guards are coming out and starting to shoot at them. And now this is one other thing. You notice when Jack is running, there's bullets flying around him. And if you notice, there's one explosion that gets really close to his head. Kurt Russell said that wasn't supposed to happen. Whoops. And he says, John Carpenter, he said that's one of the few times on any film he's worked with him where John Carpenter lost his cool. Because somebody could have gotten hurt. Because Kurt could have got hurt. Yeah. And he said, John Carpenter flipped his lid about that. He went to mm-hmm. the people that set that up and said, you set that off way too early. Wow. And yeah, he said, 
He said that's one of the few times where he said he's seen Carpenter flip out because wow. it, because if that thing could have exploded, it would have hit him in the head and it mm. could have probably killed him. You know, yeah, he said he was none too pleased about that. They're running into the truck. They get in and Jack is just like looking around like, oh crap, I don't have my key. I think Gracie said, well, don't you have a spare or something? He said, yeah, oh, of course I do. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm up under the seat. <laughs> and then he just cranks it up and then they just barrel out and bust through the door. And then they're going down the road just as the cops are coming by. In the fire department because yeah, Lopin's place is totally yeah. trashed. Yeah. And then... Wang and Mia, Mao Yin start kissing. Well, it was before this, Gracie yells, stop, red okay. light. Red light. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't catch that the first time I ever watched this movie. I was like, why yeah. did they stop? Yeah, then, she yeah, said red light. Yeah, and then Mao Yin and Wang start kissing. And then she's like, like oh, oh that's that? so romantic. Yeah, and Jack says, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. she goes... Screen light. Yeah, the green light. You can go. I'm just like, you are trying to escape from a place. A red light and a green light shouldn't even be an option. You yeah. just go. You've yeah. already broke so many laws already. It goes back to the restaurant. And yeah, the black pool. Yeah, everybody's just kind of gathered around. They're celebrating. Celebrating. And yeah, celebrating their victory. Jack, Jack catches Egg sneaking out, and he asks, where's he, where's he going? And Egg says he promised himself a long vacation once Lopin was dead. Yeah, yeah, time to collect. So it's time to collect. <laughs> yeah. And Jack says, well, why don't you go back to China, you know, and visit your you know, motherland. And Egg says, well, China's always with me. In your so, heart. Yeah, in your heart. Yeah. Wherever you go. Yeah. What was it? Then we get to Margot and Eddie. Yeah, they're talking about her news article that she's written from the story. And yeah. he asked her what, what she's going to title it. Mm-hmm. And she says... Maybe he can come over to her place later and help her find a title. Yeah, so romance is blossoming Aww, there. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. Jack is getting ready to leave. You know, say his goodbyes and Wayne gives Wayne him his gives money. Yeah, he says, uh, he says nothing or triple, and Jack says no, it's nothing or double. And yeah. it, J- Wayne says no, triple, you earned it. And then Jack looks yeah. at Jack and says, yeah, I earned it. <laughs> Gracie walks up, and, and Jack says it's her last chance to settle down with him now that he's rich. Yeah, now he's a rich man. <laughs> she says she couldn't have that on her conscience. But she says the only way it might work is if he bought a bigger truck with a bigger sleeping area so she could go on the road with him. Now, I have to admit, Jack knows the kind of person he is because he even says, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I do tend to rub people the wrong way. Yeah, he says that's great, but sooner or later he rubs everyone wrong. Yeah, so... I mean, did she really even mean that? She's a lawyer. I don't think... I don't think she would give up her career to go... I don't think so ...ride either, the road but, with him. But at least he's conscious enough to know yeah. that he's not... Uh, he's kind of a blowhard. He kind of knows what he is. Yeah. So I give him credit. He's a narcissistic blowhard. But yeah. at least he acknowledges he is. But she is seems a little disappointed. Yeah, I think she is a little bit. Because I think she was testing them waters mm-hmm. just to see what he would do. He says, I'll think about it. Yeah, he said. And then, uh, was it Margot even just says, aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Yeah, he turns to leave and Margot's like, you aren't even going to kiss her goodbye? And he says, no. Nope. Which I really think, which seems kind of hurtful. But I think he meant, I don't want to say goodbye to her. Well, that's the way I took it. That I intend to see her again Well, that's someday. the way I took it, because he wasn't saying goodbye to her. He said, well, I'll see mm-hmm. you soon. I'll see you later. Because she says, she shouts out to him, see you around, see you around Burton. Yeah. And he looks back and says, you never can tell. So I think that he didn't want to say goodbye because he thought he might see her again. Then uh, Wang and Jack say their goodbyes. And Jack says, well, we really shook the pillars of heaven there, didn't we, Wang? And he's like, you know, something that, and something that we didn't mention that they've said to each other a few times throughout the movie. No horseshit, Wang. No horseshit, <laughs> no Jack. No horseshit, Jack. And, and they make that symbol with their hands, but I yeah. don't know what that means. Um, I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I missed it. And then um, 
we cut back to Jack and uh, his pork chop express. Yeah, he's on the CB radio talking to his people. And he's just talking about, you know, whenever the heavens shake and everything else, he says, you just look them right now and says, give me your best shot. I can take it. And then about that time, that little ugly creature pops up on the back of Jack's truck. And yeah. I guess Jack got himself a stowaway and didn't realize it. <laughs> and then we cut to black and the movie is over. Yep. So what happened to Jack? You don't know. We unless don't you know. read the comic book. Sequel. <laughs> he probably got killed. <laughs> I would hope not, but you don't know. But that is the Wang's end Wang's not there to save his ass. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, Wang isn't there to save him. But that wraps up Big Trouble in Little China. Let me see here. Do you want to go ahead and... I got a few things to trivia here. I just already read but... a few things from IMDb. Yeah, go right ahead and I'll get mine in. Okay, it says, Kurt Russell confessed on the DVD commentary that he was afraid of starring in this movie because he had made a string of movies that flopped at the box office. When he asked John Carpenter about it, John Carpenter told Kurt that it didn't matter to him. He just wanted to make a movie with him. Yeah, well, that's it. John Carpenter envisioned the film as a inverse of traditional scenarios and action films with a Caucasian protagonist helped by a minority sidekick. Jack Burton, despite his bravado, is constantly portrayed as rather bumbling. In one fight sequence, he even knocks himself unconscious before the fight begins. Wayne Chi, on the other hand, is constantly portrayed as highly skilled and competent. Yeah, there you go. We talked about that, kind of. Yeah, we did. Oh, and this must have been the scene you were talking about. Kurt Russell suffered a bad case of the flu during the scene just after the brothel. So, sweat on his body is real, caused by fever. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying that on the commentary. He was very sick. Jackie Chan was John Carpenter's first choice to play Wang Chi, but producer Lawrence Gordon was highly against it, fearing Chan's English wouldn't be good enough after seeing his performance in Battle Creek Brawl and The Protector. But Carpenter wanted Chan after the success of Police Story. Chan declined, and Dennis Dunn was cast instead. I mean, I could see Jackie Chan in that part, but yeah. I think, I think uh, Dennis Dunn did fine. Yeah. He did a good job. Okay, I'll just do one more. Kurt Russell based Jack Burton on John Wayne in mm-hmm. Escape from New York. He based Snake Plis- Pliskin on Clint Eastwood. Yeah, you can hear it. You can hear his cadence in Big Trouble in Little China. It's very John Wayne. I'll do one more. Although Kurt Russell was John Carpenter's only choice for the lead role, the studio suggested Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood. Once they pr- proved unavailable, Carpenter was able to cast Russell. Now, it's weird. I couldn't see either one of them in this movie. I don't think either one of them would work because, particularly for the situation of the way the movie was, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't see Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood doing that part. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they would have been fine, but I just don't see it. The interior of Egg Chen's garage office is a fire station, 23. The same building used as the business interior in Ghostbusters. I thought that looked so much like that. It looked very And when similar. he opened that hole, that pole they went down was like a fire pole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah. I, I yeah. thought that. That mm-hmm. popped in my head. In the last scene featuring the character Lightning, the last frame of the lightning effect forms the Chinese characters for Carpenter. A tribute to director John Carpenter. There is still image of this in the photo gallery. Hmm. That's neat. I never noticed that. Okay, that's all I'm going to do. That's all you got. Okay. Well, oh, what you said. In the scene where Kurt Russell is attempting to infiltrate the brothel, he is wearing the same outfit he wore from used cars. Oh, really? Okay. That's the, I just okay. saw that. You were talking about that. Okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Because yep. I said, I it just watched you used cars a little <laughs> while back, and I thought that looked very similar. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. My trivia here. I think we talked about this briefly. This script was originally a Western. 
that was set in the 1880s. And I think it was basically Jack Burton was like a horse trader who came in and was got involved in the Chinatown stuff in the Old West, something like that. But the studio wanted a full rewrite to make it more modern because it would have been easier to shoot it as a modern movie than as a Western, mm-hmm. which I guess I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, and there was this whole big issue that I remember reading something about the original writers and the person that did the rewrite. There was this whole litigation issue that went on before they finally settled it. I don't know. I would have been very curious to read that original version of this just to see how it would have played as a Western, just to read it and see how it would have been different. But um, like I said, uh, you know, maybe it'll pop up one day. I would like to see it. And the film was released in July of 1986. The budget of this movie was $25 million. It only made $11 million. So when I was talking, when I first seen this movie in the theater, why it was very... That's uh, probably what what it was because from what I remember now, I don't remember this very well, but they said this movie was pulled after a week of being in theaters because it just wasn't making money. Wow. So they just took it out of the theaters. So this is one of those movies that's just become a classic over the years. Like The Thing. John so Carpenter's many. The Thing. Yeah. yeah. We talked about, I think you talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, that Kurt Russell based his character kind of on John Wayne. And the writer of this movie, W.D. Rector, didn't like Kim Cattrall. He didn't? And kept rewriting her dialogue. Why? I'm not sure. The Carpenter had eventually had to have him leave the set saying the dialogue was fine. And she was fine. Hmm. You know, I don't know what it was. I'm kind of, now I'm just speculating here. Don't, if anybody's listening that can she sue me, don't him. sue me. There you go. I'm almost thinking maybe that's what it was. Yep, maybe he was trying he, to put the moves on Cattrall, and she, and she yeah, and then all of a sudden he took a dislike to her. I don't know because I thought she did really good in this yeah. movie because she she was funny. And they had this dialogue is very rat a tat tat dialogue where they were just mm-hmm. bouncing out back, and I thought she did really well yeah. with it. So I don't really understand that myself, but that's what I get the feeling of. Like I said, yeah. I don't know that for sure. Anytime a man doesn't like a woman, yeah. You get feeling sometime about that. I mean, it just makes me wonder if, like, he was trying to put the moves on control and she kind of rebuffed him, and then all yeah. of a sudden he didn't like her all of a sudden. So make it hard for her. Yeah. Kurt Russell, I think he even said this in the commentary. He said he felt the reason the film kind of ultimately kind of failed at the theaters is because he says difficult to sell. Because how, how do you explain this movie to an audience? Because it's a mix of so many different genres. Mm-hmm. And it's he not said, horror, it's not yeah, you know, comedy, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, all of it's them. a little bit of everything. And he said he kind of just felt like it just was a mix. And he said the Fox marketing people, I think Carpenter even talked about this too, is that they didn't know how to sell it because that he said that's he feels like that's why the movie died in the theater. And I think this was one of the last studio movies that John Carpenter did. I think after that, he mainly did more independent stuff after that mm. again. Because after the experience of the thing and this kind of left him with a sour taste in his mouth, which I can understand. I can understand that completely. Yeah. And my last thing of trivia is most of this film was shot on sets in the Fox lot in L.A. Outside Mm -hmm. of some exterior shots of, you know, San Francisco and places like that. Most of this was shot on sets, which I wouldn't have known. Because a lot of it looked pretty authentic and pretty lived in. So I thought... 
I mean, maybe some of it was sets, but I thought a lot of it was probably just regular places. But yeah. no, it was all shot on set. So uh, to me, like I said, it looked really good. I mean, they fooled me. So yeah. I mean, they definitely fooled me. And like I said, I guess that wraps up my trivia. So I guess if anything, uh, we'll do our final thoughts. If you want to go ahead and give yours on this and we'll uh, go go from there. I adore this movie. I love oh. it. Yep. It's, it's always going to be one of my favorites that, you know, I can watch it at any time. I don't have to be in any certain mood to watch it. I can just always put it in and watch it. Yeah. Because it, it moves quick and it's like it's always entertaining. There's always something going on. It's I don't think there's a boring scene in it. I can't think of any. No. I mean, they don't linger enough and give you enough time to get bored. Uh, yes, very true. I mean, no, I mean, they don't. Yeah, and I liked all the characters. I mean, they all kind of played off each other very well. And Kurt Russell's a good lead to have. Well, yes, as we talked about before, I mean, you got him in his movie, in your movie, you know, you yeah. are, you're already a number of steps ahead already, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And I liked all the uh, Chinese costumes, and oh, yes. I love Asian culture, like the wedding garb that they had on, and, and all the statues and stuff that they had in Lopin's kind of area, all those statues, and oh, yeah. I thought that they kept that pretty authentic looking, you know, it wasn't like costume Chinese. It, it looked pretty, like, true to when you see things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought the costume design in this was, mm-hmm. uh, everything like that was excellent. There was a couple, like, parts where, like, like the monster thing popping out, like, what was really the purpose of that? And, and what was the purpose <laughs> of the hairy monster? Like I said, the thing I liked about that kind of stuff is that it was just there. There was no yeah. big explanation it for just, it. It's almost like it's just monsters in this underworld. Yeah, you know, why are they there? <laughs> they're just there. That's why they've always been there. I thought the monster was funny. You know, he was in about three scenes. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't in that many, but when he was there, <laughs> he was effective. Yeah. Kind of creepy looking in a way. Yeah, it's like a... a Almost like a werewolf, but yet like a just something else. Yeah, a kind of orangutan looking yeah. too. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed doing the podcast. It took me a long time to type my notes. I thought, like you told me when you did yours that it took you a while. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I was going to originally use a screenplay, but then there was just the screenplay was so much mm-hmm. talking. Yes. And I couldn't get my scenes right. So I decided to just watch the movie and do notes. And it took me four hours yeah, to do notes. That's roughly about how long it took me. It took me three. I'm a little long-winded sometimes in my notes because that's just my personality. Yeah. I was like, damn, my whole Sunday's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. notes for Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, I realized watching this movie how... There's much a, they cram in. Yes, there's this. a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, as I said, you don't really realize it until you're sitting down doing notes mm. on it and you're kind of trying to put everything together. And you're like, whoa, there's a lot going on in this movie. So I'm, I'm glad this is our February podcast. and I had a lot of fun. Well, yeah, as I said, if you hadn't picked this movie, I would have probably picked it at some point. So yeah. either way, it was going to get done. It was yeah. just a question <laughs> of who did it. But do you have any more you got to say nope, on it? So it. everything's good? Okay. Um. Oh, God, let's see. One to ten, I guess what? One to ten of the burning blades. Uh, one being the worst, ten being the best. What is your rating on this one? Ten. Ten. Solid ten. I hear you. Perfect. Perfect in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I can't disagree with you there. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Oh, well, I'm, you ain't going to get no argument out of me on it. <laughs> because I'm going to give my review right now. And this is one of my favorites. 
right here. John Carpenter, I've, I probably said this in the Thing podcast, is like one of my favorite filmmakers. He's the first director I knew by name. You know, John Carpenter's the Thing. John Carpenter's the Fog. And also, when I seen his name above a movie, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch that. You know, when I was a kid, because I'm just like, okay, I know this is going to be a good movie. And it was, you know, for me. I enjoyed all his movies. You know, some of them are better than others, but overall, I enjoyed all of them. And this one is no exception. This one is very different than some of his other ones. Like, The Thing is very mm-hmm. different than The Thing and The Fog and stuff like that. This is more... Light. Light. It's yeah, more... The Thing uh, is very dark. Yeah, and, very grim movie. And depressing. Yeah. This one right here is just... It's a very colorful film. Mm-hmm. It's just got a lot of... It's very high energy. The only dark thing I could probably see in it was just the kind of hints of like human trafficking. Yeah. And I can kind of see what Kurt Russell is talking about where it was like this was probably a difficult film to sell because yeah. it's just... Mm-hmm. It's filled with all these different kind of genres kind of just mixed into one. I yep. mean, you know, you got all this other stuff too, like, you know, sorcery in it. Yeah, and how do you advertise a market to like all those crowds yeah there you go when you know you got your horror people want to see your horror and your comedy people want you how do you cater to all of that in one movie yeah that's hard yeah i mean it's got the sorcery it's got the humor you know there's martial arts and there's monsters in it and there's this uh romance yeah romance and there's this big mythology Mm -hmm. that involves lopan i mean i could see where it would be difficult to sell I don't know. I mean, to me, Jack Burton is probably one of my favorite characters ever in film. <laughs> I just, I think it was even in the commentary where him and Kurt Russell and John Carpenter were talking about the character. And when Kurt started doing the John Wayne thing, <laughs> uh, Carpenter kind of talked to us and said, oh, so this is the way we're going, you're going with this. You're going to play him like John Wayne. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. Like, okay. like a dumb John Wayne character. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody was just so good in this movie. The dialogue, it just clips along. That's one of the things that really makes me enjoy this movie. It's almost like, you know, the dialogue plays like he's in 1950s kind of screwball comedies where the dialogue is just rat tat 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 Everybody's just bouncing off of each other. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a well-written movie. You know, there's a lot going on in it, but to me, it's not hard to follow. And, of course, you know, going into the sets, I think I mentioned a little bit before, I love the sets in this movie. I mean, they were just so well done. Like the wedding mm-hmm. ceremony, that chamber in there where they was doing it with the skull and yeah. the, and the mm-hmm. green. Um, I like Lopin's, like, living room area yeah. and stuff with all the statues. And... Yeah. I mean, it's just, this movie, like I said, I mean, the money's there on the screen yeah. on this movie, that's for sure. Because, I mean, the special effects still look good. Even now, they still look good. They mm-hmm. look as good as some of the stuff you put out today. If I have a disappointment with this movie, is that it didn't make money in the theater. I know. Because, I mean, like I said, I would love to have seen more adventures in Little China. Yeah. You know, Jack coming mm-hmm. back and having more adventures with Wayne like, in Little yeah. China. I would have loved to have seen that. But, unfortunately, this is another one in movies that baffles me why... Even if the advertising was bad, why the word of mouth didn't get out? Like say, yeah. hey, you know, this is yeah. a good movie. Go see it. Yeah, or give maybe, it a chance. Yeah, maybe they just pulled it too quick before that happened. I don't maybe know. Maybe so. Because this movie, like I said, kind of falls into the category of the thing and stuff like that. Didn't do well in the theaters at all, but once it hit video mm-hmm. and then cable TV. Gained it, traction. It, yeah, it gained traction and it built its mm-hmm. audience. Blade Runner, same way. That was another movie. Yeah. Did dead in the theater, but. 
it came out, you know, video and and everything cable. It just did well, and this is another one. And I was just, this is one, like I said, I just think there was so much more you could have did because mm-hmm. this was a whole world that you could have just played in. And sadly, yeah. we only got the one movie. I'm happy we got the one movie, but that's all we got. I still need to read the comic book sequels that they did. I haven't read them, but I would like to. It's Jack Burton as an older person, and, you know, I think it's something going back to China, Little mm. China and stuff like that. I mean, I would like to read that. I need to pick that up. And there's another one that they did of Jack Burton when he meets Snake Plissken. So basically, Kurt Russell meets Kurt Russell in the comic. And I'm very curious to read that because they're two very different characters. So I imagine there would be some clash in there. But like I said, I can't say enough good about this movie. This is just a highly entertaining movie. And this is another one I've always said that if forever, for some reason, this gets played on the big screen somewhere. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it on the big screen again. Yeah. I would love to see this on the big screen again. Maybe, like I said, this isn't my favorite John Carpenter movie, but I would say it's probably in top three for me on this one because it's just, it's an all-time classic to me. And I, I'm going to repeat what you said. I can put this movie in and watch it anytime kick back and enjoy it because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I watched it and I'll probably watch it many more times in the future. But with that being said, I'm going to do my rating now. One to 10 burning blades. I'm going to probably pretty much go with you on this one. I'm going to go with 10 on Yay. this. I can't really find fault in this movie as far as for what it is and what it's trying to do. It works mm-hmm. and it does it and it does it well. So like I said, I mean, I can't complain. I genuinely love this movie. And it's just so awesome. And I guess on that note, we're going to wrap up the review of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. What we're going to do here is we're going to do a recommendation again. This is part a, two of 1986. Part two of 1986. And what we're going to do here is, I mean, these ain't maybe some of our favorite films from 86, but maybe some recommendations mm-hmm. on films that maybe you haven't seen or you haven't seen in a while. And just kind of throw them out there to you. So maybe something to give you an idea like, oh, I haven't watched that. Let me check that out. Yeah. But this is basically part two of that. And what we're going to do is we got three titles here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Sherry name off her first title and kind of why she picked it. And we'll go from there. Um, my number three would be Thrashing. Thrashing, the skateboard movie. Skateboard movie. movie. Yes. I watch this a lot. Skateboarding stuff was popular. Yeah, this was around the time Rad came out. So yeah. you have the dirt box and the skateboarding. Yes. Yeah, but I did. I watched it a lot. I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's actually one I've considered doing on the podcast. Really? Yeah. I would enjoy that. Yeah, I've actually considered yeah. that a few times. But uh, that's, um, God, who was in that movie? It's the one guy that was in Nightmare on Elm Street too. Robert Russler, I think his name. Yeah. And the only, one thing I remember about that movie is the girl in the movie eating this big punch bowl full of ice cream. Like a big punch bowl. <laughs> I was just <laughs> yeah. like, God, get the diabetes, you know, eating that. So that was thrashing. It's my number three. And, um, okay, my number three. Well, like I said, these aren't in any particular order here. But these are, like I said, recommendations. And my third one is going to be one called Dead End Drive-In. It's uh, directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. I'm sure there are people out there that know about this movie, but if they don't, this is kind of an interesting little post-apocalyptic kind of movie. It involves really this drive-in theater that has basically been converted into a concentration camp. I guess some of society's ne'er-do-wells, I guess you could say, are brought there to live. And, and they're basically kept alive on junk food, music, drugs, and 
basically uh, exploitation movies. Whoa. And there's like a society that builds up in there wow. and everything. And I don't want to go too much deeper into the movie outside of that, but I would say if you haven't watched this movie or I haven't watched it in a while, check it out. I think there's a good Blu-ray out from Arrow, uh, Blue Arrow Films right now that's worth picking up. It's a movie I actually didn't like the first time I watched it because somebody told me it was a horror movie. And then when I watched it, I was like, wait a minute, this ain't a horror movie. And it threw me off. But then the second time I watched it, with knowing what I know, I was like, okay, I get what this is now. But like I said, this is one I highly recommended. If you haven't seen it, pick it up. I, I mean, I think it's even on Tubi and things like that. You can watch it on there as well. But that will be my number three, Dead End Drive-In. And what is your number two? Critters. Critters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that that they, during this time there was a lot of movies like these little creature little things. Yep, after Gremlins came out, everybody did their little spin on their spin of Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, um, Ghoulies and uh, Critters and Munchies, Munchies. Yeah, I mean Munchies. I do remember Munchies pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's a ter- I remember Ghoulies. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I like Ghoulies. I like all the little to- toilet little Ghoulie. Yeah, I like the first three Ghoulies movies. I do remember <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed Critters. Critters is an awesome movie. Strange. Um, and actually, the little creatures in that movie are from the Kyoto Brothers who made the Killer Clowns. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. But. Yeah, I love critters. Yeah. I mean, I got the box set of critters, so that tells you yeah, that I like it. I like it. all those little creature movies. Yeah, they're all awesome. My all, my favorite about all of them was the Master of Puppets. Oh, Puppet Master. Puppet Masters, yeah. yeah. Master of Puppets is a Metallica album. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but, uh, I like yeah. the one with the little drill on his head. Yeah, Puppet Master. They, God, they did so many of those. Hey, so. drill your ass. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yep, I like that. I like those movies too. I mean, I got the box set of them as well. So, <laughs> uh, so that's your number two. Yep. Okay. Well, my number two. Well, my next two are sequels. My number two is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Oh. Now, this is a movie. I don't feel this as good as the first one, of course, but it's a very more comedic film. It's it's a dark comedy more than it is a horror movie to me. It's a very, another one, it's a very colorful movie, and it's very gory. Extremely gory movie. If you want to see a movie where Dennis Hopper is having a chainsaw battle with Leatherface, where they're like using chainsaws as swords. Oh my gosh. Then this is the movie for you. If you want to see <laughs> um, a, a guy getting his body literally skinned, and he's like walking around afterwards. Yeah. And my favorite thing is where this guy builds a woman a little fry house. He uses French fries and builds her a little house on a plate from French fries. <laughs> then this is a movie for you. Um, like I said, this is a, it's a very enjoyable movie. It is very strange, though, at times. Wow. All but, them Texas Chainsaw Massacres are strange. Yeah, but I do highly recommend this one if you haven't seen it. Or if it's one that you're kind of on the fence about, I would say give it mm-hmm. another look. Because I do know people don't like this movie. And I can kind of understand it. If you want to see some of the stuff that I mentioned, or even see a bunch of yuppies get killed by Leatherface in their car with their head chopped off, or Yay. one of them gets his head chopped off, then yeah, watch this one. Yay! But like I said, uh, that is my number two, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Uh, I believe it's uh, just got a recent Blu-ray release again and a 4K version. So 
it's worth picking up if you want it. Yeah. And that is my number two. Uh, so I guess we're going to your number one, right? Yeah. I remember watching this a lot. I think it was pretty popular. Yeah. Because my sister tend to watch things that were kind of popular yeah. and trendier. April Fool's Day. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I love the ending of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I forgot you put that down on your Yeah, list. it was yeah. kind of shocking at the end. Yeah, and people hated that ending. Yeah. Yeah, but it's April Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't watched April Fool's Day, the ending is nobody died. It was all of April, April Fool's Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember going to the theater to see this, and people were mad. Bad. They did not like how it ended. I just forgot what the name of the movie was. That's the part about it that I never understood. I said it's in the title. It's April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, like it was. I mean, it's kind of like the lower quality horror, you know. But it still was entertaining. Well, it's a (laughs) excuse me. It's a low budget movie, like all the other slashers. But it works for Mm -hmm. what it does. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I really like April Fool's Day. I I never got to hate for it. I guess Mm -hmm. as I said, people just like you were saying, the title tells you tells you you know what you're in for. But a lot of people, I guess, didn't pay attention didn't. to that. So, yeah, but like I said, I mean, I can't fault you for that. That's a good pick right there. I did, I totally forget that that movie's 86. For some reason, I feel like it's earlier than that. I don't know yeah. why that is. But, yeah, that's a good one. Number one. Okay. Well, my number one is another sequel, um, and this is uh, Psycho 3. This is another one I think a lot of people didn't really like back in the day, but it's gained popularity as time goes on because this one is more of a dark comedy as well. It kind of, in a way, wraps up the Norman Bates story in here. And it's almost a movie that is almost uh, like a, I guess what you'd say, I don't know if I want to say it's a con movie exactly, but in a way it is. And it's got some... Very gory scenes, like a girl is like disposed of in an ice chest, and the mm-hmm. cop is like licking, grabbing ice out of this thing and licking, you know, putting ice in his mouth, and there's blood on it, Ew. and all this kind of stuff. And uh, there's this cool kill scene, and like, you know, this is something nobody sees anymore. But phone booths, this mm. girl who stabbed to death in a phone booth. That's and, the worst place to get because you can't get out. Yeah, that's that's it. You can't get out. <laughs> and I don't know. I just thought that this was. A very solid movie you know it just it works and the more i watch it the more i like it and like i said it was a good kind of wrap-up of this kind of trilogy even though they did do one more after this that i don't really count exactly but as far as a trilogy of films i thought this wrapped up everything pretty well and i know it's on blu-ray now and i believe it's on amazon prime or it was at one time but i would say if you see this uh out you know check it out because it's it's a fun movie i mean it's a fun kind of slasher movie and like i said it works as a dark comedy as well and uh, anthony perkins is always good as norman Bates, so you know you got you're you're winning right there in that regard yeah but i guess uh, that for me is my number one and that wraps that up there on our uh, top threes of uh, some recommendations for you from this mm-hmm. year yeah, and we're, I'm going to read another top three um, on our um, end of the year yes. podcast we did for 2022. We asked our listeners if they would just email us like their top three favorite of our podcast last year. Yeah, if they had any that they liked. Yes. And we had an email from Steve from the UK, which he's. we've also did one of his requests. Yeah, Ghost Town. Um, and we have another of his coming in May. 
Yes, um, yeah, we got we got coming up. I won't say what it is because we're we want it to be a surprise. Yes, but um, he gave us our his top three podcasts for 2022. Number three was actually his recommendation, Ghost, Ghost, Town, Ghost Town, which we both enjoyed. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. You know, I'd never seen it, and you were revisiting after a long time. Long, long time. Yes. Number two, which also hit my list, which was my number one. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, those seem to be pretty popular yeah. movies when we do those. I have noticed that. Yeah, so, you know, I think any Planet of the Apes movies are kind of popular. Because there's a genre. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, that's one of the things I noticed. We seem to get a lot of uh, feedback on those. Yeah, so he that was his number two. And his number one was The Thing. The Thing, which... Yeah, it also I, hit my list, too. I yeah. can't remember what number it was. I but. can't remember either, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I noticed. I mean, two out of those three were on yours. Yeah, yeah, I agree with this list because I enjoyed all three of these. Yeah, yeah, they, they were all great. I mean, um, I said Ghost Town was a fun one to revisit because I remembered very little of that movie. Yeah. You know, until we started watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, it started coming back to me. And what I really liked about that movie was it's pretty unique. It's pretty unique in the fact that, you know, I mean, it had some holes kind of going in it, but... yeah. It was unique in the, you know, the certain little things, ideas yeah. in it. Yeah, were I mean, unique. It, well, it was a mix of genres, yeah. really. You know, it had a Western thing, but a ghost story thing going on. And a it, little bit of horror. Yeah, you know, these zombies, I mean, were they kind of zombies? Were they kind of ghosts? Ghosts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that one. And, yeah. of course, uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. I love the Planet of the yeah. Apes movies. So, that's a no-brainer. And the yeah. thing is probably next to Halloween... My favorite John yeah. Carpenter movie. So thank you, Steve, for your um, yeah. feedback. Yeah, and we got another one of yours coming up here in the next few months. Yeah. So kind of keep an of eye. Out. Yeah, keep an eye out for that one. But I guess uh, if anything, we're going to start uh, closing up shop here. And um, I guess you can get in contact with us on Facebook, uh, leave a comment or a questionnaire, or send us an email at themovieclinic at gmail dot com. And that's T H A, not T H E, as far as the movie clinic. Um, the main website is themovieclinic.com. Themovieclinic.com. You can get episodes off of there, or you can go to places. I know a lot of people go to Podbay to get the episodes or go mm-hmm. to various places, but wherever your uh, app of choice to get the podcast, you can get it there. Um, if there's a place that it isn't there, let us know, and maybe we can see about getting it put on there. But I guess uh, what we're going to do here, I'm going to announce what the next film is, and this is my pick. And my pick is going to be The Dead Zone from 1983. A Stephen King adaptation directed by David Cronenberg. And I'm very curious to hear what Sherry thinks about this one because I think you assumed this was a horror movie. I did. But it is not one. Yeah, when I started pulling the scenes and all from it, I'm like, this isn't horror. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. So, like I said, I'm going to be very curious to hear what Sherry's thoughts are on this one when we get to it. But that'll be, this one will be coming up in the month of uh, March. So, but I guess until then, I am David. I'm Sherry. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.